Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. That's the end of Thursday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. 202, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Got a great show for you tonight ahead of tonight's Blues game against the Rangers. Jamie's with us for the first two hours before he heads downtown to do TV work with Bally Sports Midwest. But we will get into the new look power play. We also have a Blues Cues before Jamie gets out of here. So if you want to send in questions, Blues-related, 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. That's where you can send them. We have some Cardinals stuff, uh, make or break season, maybe for Dylan Carlson, who just got uh, him and the Cardinals agreed to a deal that avoided arbitration. He gets $2.35 million. So we'll talk a little bit about him. But really, the, the biggest story nationally, locally, or otherwise, is Bill Belichick and the Patriots have decided to part ways. Adam Schefter, the first to report it early this morning i think i was up at uh i don't know 6 15 or something like that and saw saw my phone light up with the the alert that yeah. bill belichick is stepping up not not surprising it's not surprising they decided to part ways it seems like that was it, it, it was time for him and the patriots to move on the patriots have an opportunity to potentially get mike vrabel the mm-hmm. former defensive you know linebacker for the one of the couple of the super bowl teams Maybe they go after him. Maybe they go in another direction. But but Bill Belichick is done in New England. And I don't think you can just say... A lot of people like to put this into one or two categories. Like, he's he's nothing without Tom Brady. Or he's just a cheater. Or he's he's the greatest of all time. I think think you have to look at all phases of this with his tenure in New England, which started, Jamie, all the way back in 2000. Yeah, I was in Boston when all that started, and uh, it was pretty wild. That ride was pretty crazy for the first couple of years, for sure. Um, Kerry, I- I'm anxious to get your take on this because, you know, we haven't really been able to talk Bill Belichick uh, with you yet, and he's kind of a polarizing figure depending on who you talk to yeah. that watches the NFL or is involved in the NFL. And some people love him, some people hate him, some people think he's the greatest coach of all time, some people think he's nothing but a cheater. What do you how do you feel about Bill Belichick? Well, I think he's he did a great job. I think, you know, 
part of being a, a champion, whether it's coach or player, is having the team around you. And when you have <clears throat> arguably one of the greatest players, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game in, in Tom Brady, that helps you win a lot of games. And that's what they did. They won a lot of games together. Not as much success after Tom left, but who is going to have as much success when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game? So um, I, I, I'm not a person that really – dogs Bill Belichick as much as others may. I mean, I know you have the 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 cheating scandal with the Rams, the Spygate. You have so many other things that people have complained about over the years. But at the end of the day, if you don't like it, beat him. Because what he did do in his tenure there, whatever you did offensively really well, he negated that. He would not allow your best player to have a great day. And he went into the game, and their game plan was – you know, we, we I talk about we circle certain players in the in the in the the week prior to the game on a Monday or or Wednesday when we get in. Yeah, this guy is going to be a problem if we don't get rid if we don't take care of him. This this guy, Bill Belichick, had those names circled, highlighted, and his team understood that that player could not cause havoc against their team that Sunday, and so he did a great job of that his entire time. And you know, they 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 were champions. I I don't really take anything away from what he's done as, in his career. Yeah, I think the, for me the most. Notable thing that Bill Belichick was able to do, and it continued to evolve throughout his tenure with the Patriots, is getting a group of highly paid professional athletes to all buy in. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. I played on a lot of teams, and only a couple did I play on that I felt like it was total buy-in. Other times, man, the guys are paid handsomely. <laughs> they think the coach is a donkey. Just get me the ball. Get me my yardage. Get me my sack. Whatever it is, it, it, it ups your number for the next year. You know, they don't want to hear it. Oh, this is goofy. Do your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Whatever, bud. I am doing my job. Do yours. You know, like I've seen all of this stuff before. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that he did, or what he, the biggest thing he accomplished, was getting so many players to buy in for so many years, or at least give the look that they were bought in for so many years. And then with the threat of the, of him moving on from them. I mean, you talk about Lawyer Malloy and Ty Law and yeah. Vince Wilfork and uh, countless yeah. others, even Mike Vrabel himself. These are guys that eventually Bill Belichick moved on from after they meant so much to the organization. So it wasn't Jamie just them buying into everything. They also bought in knowing that he would get rid of you a year too soon, yeah. a, a year before maybe you should be let go, as opposed to uh, a year a, a year too late from his standpoint. The, the Brady stuff. Let's let's be real with this. Brady needed the Patriots and Belichick, and Belichick needed Brady. That's that's a fact. Yeah. Look, thirty-one I, teams passed on Tom Brady in the two thousand mm-hmm. draft, and then thirty-one teams passed on him again and, and again. again. And again and again <laughs> until the Patriots took him in the sixth yeah. round. So let's not act like Tom Brady built Bill Belichick. Right. They needed each other. Correct. And and Bledsoe going down early on in, in Brady's career and Belichick's career in New England needed to happen to some degree because Bledsoe was making a lot of money and Belichick knew with Brady that he has a six-rounder that is still got a chip on his shoulder from his Michigan days. Mm-hmm. So there are certain buttons that Belichick knew he could push along the way, and then Brady turned into an absolute legend. They needed each other. You can't just say, well, he's he's nothing without Brady. Super Bowl winning head coaches, Hall of Fame coaches, usually had a quarterback. 
It's usually how it works. It's just a fact. Yeah. Well, and let's and not if you forget, win six of them, you probably got a damn good one. Absolutely. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> let's not forget this, too, okay? And look, I, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I think the world of what he was able to do in his career. But when Tom Brady left the Patriots to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and everybody talks about, well, it was Brady because he went and won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. couple things to digest here. One, that was a really good team that was assembled without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady stepped into a team that had a lot of weapons offensively and a solid defense that year. So th- right away, you were looking at a chance to win a lot of games. Never mind Super Bowl, but win a lot of games. But Tampa got the best version of Brady. Let's not forget that. It's not like Brady in his second or third year went to Tampa and won, you know, right. rang off some championships. It was Brady after all of those experiences, the ups and downs, and being alongside Bill Belichick and raising his game and evolving, you know, mm-hmm. right to the end. That's the version you got in Tampa. Yeah. And that's thanks to having played with Bill Belichick and other guys. That he had. Not just Bill Belichick, but you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Under the Belichick umbrella. So I don't think it's fair to say Brady is the one that won the championships or that Bill was... No, together they did it. And then Brady left taking everything that he had gotten from Patriots land Mm -hmm. and brought it down to Tampa, refined it, made it his own, relaxed a little bit, laughed a little more, became more likable, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and then they won a championship. Yes. I agree. I mean, he, he... Again, you won't have one without the other. They they don't become six-time champions without each other. Tom Brady doesn't do it by himself. Bill Belichick doesn't do it by himself. And I think you said something yesterday, uh, Anthony, about the the era that we're stepping into with mm-hmm. all of these coaches, these prominent coaches stepping away or resigning or, or retiring. Um, this is a is going to be a new look for, for the NFL, for college football. It's just... It's time. I mean, they're getting older, and, and I'm sure they have other things that they would like to do other than preparing for football games every week. But it's just cha- it's going to be a change in the landscape of what we see for football in 2024. It's just going to yeah. be a little bit different. Yeah, within 72 yeah. hours, we saw Pete Carroll get moved up to Seattle's front office. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he stays there because he seems like he still wants to coach. Belichick uh, saving retiring, and then uh, Belichick moving on from right. New England. Who's to say that Belichick can't do what Brady did with a different team, though? Right now, it probably won't be the Atlanta Falcons, which he's been rumored to maybe go there. I, I don't, I don't know if that's a right fit, but yeah. who's to say he can't win another Super Bowl and flip that narrative that some people have? And maybe we'll get into that at some point today. When it comes to his legacy, we saw what Tom Brady did. If he wins without Brady, he goes someplace else. I mean, that it shouldn't shouldn't that count just as much as Brady winning in Tampa? Well, it would be fitting if he went to the Chargers and then they won. Because Brady went to a good team mm-hmm. and then was a quarterback. Yeah. To, you, Bill Belichick goes into a good team with a great quarterback, great right. young quarterback, polishes up that young quarterback a little bit, does a few things, and then wins. I feel like it's the same situation. I agree. I mean, like you said, Tom Brady went to a perfect situation in Tampa. Offense built around him, and they they just added what they needed to add. Very good defense, and they they played a really good team. I mean, a really they were a really good team that season. If Bill Belichick were to go elsewhere, I don't know that he won. I mean, once you get to uh, a certain age and have been doing, he struggled. This team, this Patriots team, has struggled. It's not fun when you are losing consistently, mm-hmm. and they have so. I don't know if he wants to move on and go somewhere else. And I don't know. We talked about the Chargers yesterday as probably the best team on the list of teams that are needing a coach right now. 
they are getting older themselves. Like they they aren't as good as the the Buccaneers were when Brady went oh, there. I agree. Yeah. They are probably a step two years past what that team would have been. But at least they got the young QB. They do have the young right. QB, but they got a lot of older guys outside. And, and Bill will go find some guys who want to play for nothing and win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, the end, though, the end is is because of Belichick. It's not just Brady leaving. It's because of Belichick, something you've, you you kind of hint, hit on there, yeah. uh, CD. He, you know, his the way that he operated in New England – all the ways that he won were also part of his demise. I mean, you can't have bad drafts after bad drafts after bad drafts and still win. I mean, Brady, I think that Belichick deserves most of the credit in the first 10 years of the Patriots dynasty, and Brady deserves most of the credit in the final 10 years. I I agree with that. why that, can't they just both get credit for and, all and 20 they should. years? Yeah, I should. But if 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 you want to kind of divvy up like who's who gets credit and, and all that yeah. stuff, I, that's how I would do it because Brady, without those defenses, yeah. without Belichick spying on everybody and taking oh. everybody's signals <laughs> and all that stuff. Anthony, okay, Bra- hang on. Carrie, it how does many, count, though. Hang on. How many teams do that stuff? Be honest. I mean, you, Come on, there's if intel. you can get if you can get a tell on what someone is doing. But even how many teams like have like if, accidentally videotaped something? Well, I don't know if they, well, none that I know other than the I'm Patriots. Not asking that I, out the Steelers, okay? <laughs> none the, that I know. The other headphones than the going out and all yeah, that they, goes they back to the eighties, seventies, or eighties. Yeah, your your headphones for the uh, for the opposing team, yeah. like if you're on the road, your your headset would go out. Just. Just wow. boom, second quarter. Bad connections. Have you heard Anthony's mic? On. It goes out almost every it day. Like, but it's funny that the Patriots' headsets never went out. Are you? I would not, maybe. No, but the, I mean, Wal- I think Walsh, <laughs> Walsh, they used to accuse Walsh of doing the same thing oh. in terms of the headphones yeah. and stuff. People have done that for years. We used to play, when we were, I was with the Blues and we went in to play the Red Wings in the playoffs that one year. All of a sudden, we walk in and it's a freshly painted room. Said they had to do maintenance. So we walk in, the fumes are terrible. <laughs> Guys have headaches. The heat is blaring. Uh, the hot water in the showers is not working. Yeah. We have like seven oh, towels. Oh, yeah. Scotty Bowman was a master at that. <laughs> Make you feel horrible while you're in our building. He cut the bench. He had the bench cut shorter. So that you couldn't fit everybody on the bench. <laughs> it is, it's I'm not joking. I'm not. <laughs> it's, called home, it's called home stadium, uh, or home field advantage, or home ice go. advantage. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, Andrew Marsh. Let's get into the Blues power play. So the, the, the new look power play, will it produce results? We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fastlane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Tonight, the Blues will host the Rangers, and our guy, Jamie Rivers, will be downtown at Enterprise Center for Valley Sports and West. Of course, you can listen to all the coverage right here on 101 ESPN, starting with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. All right, Jamie, what do we need to know about this new-look power play for the Blues? Well, talking to Coach Bannister this morning, he just said he really wanted a net front presence on both units. And so if you look at the way they're uh, currently constructed – You've got Oscar Sundquist, which is a net front presence on one of the power plays. And then you've got Jake Neighbors, who is a net front presence on the second or the first power plate unit. And I think what I think what Coach Bannister is trying to do is shot first mentality. And he said that today. He goes, if you're if we're going to commit as a group 
to have a specific net front presence, we need to get pucks to the net. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Otherwise, what we're doing is counterproductive. So I think that that's the one thing we look for tonight in, in the game is more shots. Kerry, you'll like that. I, w- I would love that. That would make my day because I think the only way to score is to shoot. Kerry loves shots. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he likes shots on goal on the power play yeah. Yeah. as well. Yes. Um, I actually like shots going in the mm-hmm. goal most. Those are the best kind. Yeah, okay. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm asking for too much. Sorry. One thing at a time. All right. <laughs> we'll take more shots for sure. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what I think is you're going to look at tonight is that the Blues are generating more shots to the net. And you've got Krug and Perunovic on the one unit. And Krug is kind of working the half wall. I would anticipate lots of one-timers coming from Tory Krug. When he was in Boston playing with the Bruins, he was set up specifically to shoot one-timers. And it's not like he has a bomb. He has a very accurate shot. And he also has a great ability to change midway and turn his slap shot that's going, you know, waist high into a shot pass along the ice to where guys can deflect him into the net. So I would look for Tory Krug to be loading up a little bit there because Scott Brunovich, as we know, as of yet, really hasn't chosen to shoot the puck at all for any matter. Very little. So if that's the case, then the people who are on the ice with him, if you're trying to do a shot-first mentality, those other guys better shoot the puck. And I think you'll see that happen. The second unit, or the first unit, I don't know how they'll line up tonight, but with Cairo on one side, Pareko up the top, and Thomas on the other side, I would anticipate that Colton Pareko, don't look for the big one-timer out there tonight. Don't be sitting there foaming at the mouth, be like, give me that 105 one-mile-an-hour one-timer. Mm-hmm. Look for Colton Pareko to change the look of the shot lane. Moving over a couple of feet, moving over the other way a couple of feet, and really using that wrist shot tonight. With Jake Neighbors in front, who Jake Neighbors, in my opinion, has been your best net front presence all season long. The kid has just lived in the blue paint. Uh, Jamie, how many different variations are there of the of the power play? Like around the league? You got 32 teams. Because I feel like this is one of those things where you, you'll say... Ah, uh, there's really you don't change it that much. You don't. So it's just like any professional sport. There's trends. Mm-hmm. You know, the trend before used to be the overload, where you have basically five guys on the same side of the ice and you work the puck over there. Then it was the umbrella power play, where it was three guys up high and two guys in front of the net. Now it's this, you know, one three one power play, where you got the bumper in the middle. It's just like the game just evolves and has trends in certain ways. I don't mind this, but I, the teams that have success playing this style of power play move. And again, for my liking, the Blues haven't had enough movement on their power play. You watch even the teams like the San Jose Sharks last night. They have movement on their power play where Anthony Duclair ends up going from the front of the net to the half wall to the top near the blue line. And then there's a, an exchange of the puck. They get a shot on net and it's a goal. Now, Anthony Duclair didn't participate in that goal. He was up at the blue line. But the fact that he started in front of the net and he ended up at the blue line is problematic in the coverage because now your net front defenseman who's looking to battle a guy like Duclair or a Jake Neighbors, battle, battle, now he's gone. Who's my guy? Well, actually, he's way up there now, so who's my new guy? Well, why is the defenseman down low? Yeah. Like, it's confusing. And it's like offering a defense, a defensive team different looks, different setups. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Or even if you're on defensive yeah. side, you're offering different looks to confuse the quarterback. It's kind of the same thing to where you want to move players around. Like, I think Cairo and Thomas, they should be working. Like, they start on the both half walls. By halfway through their, pe- their power play, they should be on opposite sides of the half wall. 
So that whoever had Thomas to begin with now has Cairo. Yeah. Whoever had Cairo now has Thomas. And now Cairo's gone from a one-timer to the strong side, and Thomas is now set up for a one-timer. You have to try and keep track of all the inventory at that part. It's also important to keep the puck in the zone, right, to to tire the defenseman out and, and yeah. allow yourselves to be able to move the puck around and, and get those defensemen out of place. You know the best they way to do that is, Kerry? How do you do that? Not give the other team the puck. Okay. I think that sounds pretty no, easy. No, but it sounds Not easy, yeah. right? It should be. What I see sometimes from the Blues is looking for that home run play yeah. too early in the power play. Yeah. Too early. Well, you got fresh legs and active sticks out there from the defensive side of it. Looking for the home run play to go straight through the the diamond or hit that guy back door for a one-timer, it just doesn't happen very often early in the power play because the other team's fresh, too, and they're right. aware, and they're on their toes. Move the puck around successfully, skate around the net, change puck side, all this stuff. About 45 seconds into the power play is now when you can start looking for the home run play. That's the way I, I. That's the way I've always viewed it. That's the way most of the power plays view it. Unless you have a set play off of a, fa- a faceoff that you know can work, otherwise move it around. Or if you're going to shoot the puck, you better be hungry on loose pucks. Mm. So that's important too. You get a shot on net early, get the loose puck, move it out again. Shot on net again. Now you pass it around, and they're really tired at that point. Right. I think the the frustration I have. You talk about the movement. I think in any team, in any game, if you know where the players are, it's easier to defend them. And if you're stagnant and standing in the same place, I don't have to worry about where you're going because I know where you are. But if you're moving around, you put more pressure on the defense. So it takes more communication, yeah, too. You got to talk. And like when you're tired, here, yeah. tired brain, Doesn't work well. what happens then, right? Oh, you, tired you, brains. You make down. mistakes. Yeah. You don't talk. You're out of breath. You can't yell. You can't find your guy. That's when you capitalize. Yeah. Tonight, again, Blues-Rangers pregame starting at 6 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. We will we will talk to Chris Kerber coming up at 4.15. Jamie B will be with us until 4 o'clock. Are you sticking around for the gauntlet? No, I'm 4 o'clock today. 4 o'clock it is. There you go. All right, 2024. This is the make-or-break season for Dylan Carlson. And if it's not for him, for which Cardinal? That's next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Warm weather means homework for homeowners. If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Evergreen, and Azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging baskets. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber Showrooms in St. Charles Pacific and Troy, Missouri or online at hackmanstl.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
Is this a make or break season for Dylan Carlson, the center fielder? And the Cardinals agreed on a deal to avoid arbitration. He gets $2.35 million for this upcoming season. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, maybe if we just look at this in a vacuum, guys. Dylan Carlson, yeah, is this kind of a make or break year for him? Sure. But my question would be, is he, is he even going to have the opportunities to have it be a make or break season? He's not projected to be a starter he's projected to be a fourth outfielder Mm -hmm. the cardinals may have done him a slight favor in trading richie palacios to tampa in exchange for andrew kitrich but ultimately he's still a fourth outfielder so i I don't know i don't know if you could say a fourth outfielder is on the verge of is is about to go through an, uh, a make-or-break season. Well, I think it could be one of those situations where when you say make-or-break, like make it and staying in the league or maybe not. I think this is an opportunity. You're going into your fifth season. Um, he's been projected to be a really good player, but injury bug has bitten him often. Just not having the opportunity to stay healthy is, is part of – being a professional athlete, if you can't stay healthy, you can't stay on the field or on the ice, you're probably not going to have longevity in your career. And so right now, he got the money, which I'm sure that that took a weight off of his shoulders, just knowing what you will have going into the 24 season. And the thing about sports, we all know someone is going to get injured. You're going to have somebody get banged up, miss some, miss some games. And so there will be opportunities. Guys get rest day. So he will have some opportunities. And he has to take full advantage of it because I don't know. I mean, he's probably – the most talented outfielder, you know, completely for for in terms of being the outfielder and at the plate. I think he's probably the most complete of all of them, mm-hmm. but just not able to do his job consistently enough to have a an everyday position. Okay, here's a concept, guys. <clears throat> Everybody bring it in. Okay. Right. Here's a concept. Mm-hmm. You're Dylan Carlson. You were a top draft choice of the Cardinals. John Mosalock said Teams couldn't pry you out of his cold, dead hands because of the talent that you possess as a player. I remember that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. How about you just show up to spring training and beat the pants off of everybody who's right. fighting for your position? Great call. Sounds like Why plan. don't you just do that? Mm-hmm. It sounds like Instead plan. of crying about being hurt and I hurt this and I hurt that, great. That's in the past. Yep. What are we doing tomorrow? Because I can't live in the past. Correct. What are we doing tomorrow? What? How are you going to show up in spring training? Will you be in shape? Will you be hungry? Will you be open to suggestion and coaching? Or never mind showing up in spring training. Can I book you a room in Jupiter for the next three <laughs> months before spring training? Mm-hmm. Can I do that? Show me something. Did You looked at me like I had four heads when I said he's probably the most complete outfielder. I knew where you were coming from. I mean, in terms of he's a better fielder than Jordan Walker right. and, and, and Lars, I believe. He's a better hitter than Tommy Edmond. And so I don't think that's crazy, by the way. I don't think it's crazy what Kerry's saying. I, don't you think that Lars is a better outfielder? I mean, he's yeah. certainly proven more. I don't okay, think he's a better outfielder. I think you're factoring in the, his projection. Well, I think Dylan is a better out. I mean, D- Dylan is the center fielder when he when he's healthy, right? Mm. So you probably put your best outfielder in center field. And so I think I think Lars is I don't think Lars is as good of a center fielder as Dylan is. So I think he's better than both of the corner outfielders. Mm. And I think he's a he's a better hitter when he's hitting than Tommy Edmond is. And so he should have more yeah. opportunities, but he just he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Go I think him. if you were to project, other than Jordan Walker, he would probably be right under Jordan Walker in that outfield in terms of what you project him to be. Overall, all things are, I, think, yes. I, think, I think Lars is your best outfielder. 
Really? You, I mean, you have to. Fo- yeah, you have okay. to factor in production. So let's give you Lars. Fine. I don't think the debate. I, I don't think today, right now, guys. I don't think the debate we're trying to have is who's your best outfielder. I think the ultimate debate about Dylan Carlson is should he be somewhere in your top three? He should be. He should be able to beat out somebody. If Lars Newbar is the most complete outfielder you have, great. Dylan Carlson, shoot for second. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. I'm no. I, listen, I'm I'm completely with you. You have to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. At some point, you have to you have to actually produce. Yeah. Uh, and I've I I have been on these airwaves saying, hey, Dylan Carlson needs his opportunities. All you also have to stay healthy, dude. Right. You have to stay. You have to be available, and you haven't been. The Cardinals tried to give him the center field job. They traded Harrison Bader to New York for Jordan Montgomery and and John Mozela turned around and said, "We're not trading you. You're not going anywhere. You're our center fielder." And he made one good play that night and then got hurt. I think the week later. And it's, you got to be available. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be successful when you're always hurt. Right. And so I don't know, like the injury at the end of the season, or when he hurt his ankle coming out of the batter's box, and then he ended up having he had ankle surgery towards the end of the year. It was just. Things that just popped up and you're like, two years ago was a wrist, last year. It's just a a multitude of things. So all of the talent in the world doesn't matter if you're unable to play consecutive games or multiple games or or multiple games in a row. And that's kind of been his thing so far. But to me, when I watch him, he is the most talented. He's more fluid than than what I see from Lars Newbar. He's just a better athlete and a better fielder than what I think Lars is. And so if he's able to stay healthy, I think that would be the best solution because now you can put your gold glove second baseman at second base. Imagine that. Oh, damn. How, how about that? Till Carlson has a bad game and you move Tommy Egan back to center. There you go. Does, does Dylan Carlson need to maybe not bat from the left-handed batter's box? Because he batted 196 last year mm-hmm. left-handed. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, let it go, man. Yeah. Just let it go. Why don't, why, don't we, why don't we just go with what you're, what you're better at? Yeah. And I think the Cardinals can move away from, if guys produce, move away from the, the righty-lefty matchup. Like, just so focused on it. Nolan Gorman's another example of that. Do you want him to be a full-time player or not? Right. Do you want him to hit 30-plus home runs? He's got that capability. But you're going to have to face him against left-handers at times, too. I'm not saying you face him, you, you, he's he's Nolan Arenado, and you, you face him against uh, whoever's, whoever's on the bump that day, and it doesn't matter. But when it comes to your young guys, you have to get them ready to be full-time players, at least in my opinion. And I think the Cardinals have done this. They've built these rosters to have all these part-time players, and it just doesn't fit them at all. So I think when it comes to Dylan Carlson, and here's here's another thought too. If you, if you did want to get Dylan Cease, I'm not saying they do this, but if you do want to get Dylan Cease and the cost is Nolan Gorman and prospects, you could do that. You could get Dylan Cease. You can move Tommy Edmond back to second base and have and have Dylan Carlson be your your starting center fielder. When you got Victor Scott just lurking in the weeds too over the next year year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I guess, yeah. I mean, how far not, away is he from from? Everybody being, seems to think that maybe not this year, but maybe, maybe like a Mason Wynn appearance at the end of the season. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the three one four makes a good point. Dylan Carlson is an insurance policy for Mason Wynn. What if Mason Wynn doesn't produce at shortstop? Sure. You move Tommy Edmond back to shortstop. Then you have Dylan Carlson in the outfield. Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody's saying move on from from Dylan Carlson. That's a good point, but he's he's a Cardinal. He's still he's still arbitration eligible. I don't, I don't think Mason Wynn is going to be an issue. I don't think so either. I, if Mason Wynn doesn't even hit, he's your best shortstop. You, you don't. Yeah. What are we doing? Like 
you deal with it. You 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 accept that he's not maybe able to hit at the level you want him to yet, but his defense will more than make up for what he's lacking at the plate. Yeah, tough one. So I don't think it's a, an insurance policy for Mason Wynn as much as it is he's the best athlete out there and he should be able to do the job. He's got to produce. he got to play. got to stay healthy. All of the above. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll just go with yes on that. <laughs> it's a fast lane on 101 to ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Why don't we do hot take or hot garbage? So yeah. text in hot take, hot garbage, any statements that you have, 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service sex line. We'll play that next on the fast lane. We're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Take or hot garbage here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Gary Davis, Jamie Rivers, some Anthony Stolters, Andrew Marsh. All right, guys, from the 573 hot take or hot garbage, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arnato both bounce back and finish in the top 10 in MVP voting in 2024. Oh, I say that's a hot take. I do. Both finish in the top yeah, 10? That'd be fine. Hey, Carrie, what, what's to worry about? You know, they're both getting older, you know. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. <laughs> How old were you when you when you stopped playing? Too young. Thirty-four? Okay. <laughs> I was thirty. How yeah. old were you when you died? At thirty-three? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. So I kinda had Was a, your was your body the same at thirty-four as it was at twenty-four? No, obviously not. <laughs> Have you not seen this scar that goes from one end of my body to the other? That wasn't there when I was young, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm asking, I'm asking. 270 stitches in the face, <laughs> seven broken noses, broken hands, broken yeah. feet, bad knees. Yeah, Kerry, none of that was there. But the more you play, the more you get banged up, right? The more the, you the play, the further... more you get banged, for sure. Yeah, no question. Mm-hmm. That so, is true. Yes. <laughs> With that being said... Well said, I, by the way. Thank Karen. you. I appreciate that. That's what we're going for. Um, I'm going to have to say that's hot garbage. Both what? in the top 10, maybe you're, one. So you're sitting here giving Dylan Carlson 10 year extension and you won't. <laughs> you have no faith in Goldie Arnado. Both finishing in the top 10. If they both finish in the top 10, they didn't the Cardinals. say top three. Yeah, I know. Top 10. That's just still it's a not lot. that hard. I mean, that's eight other people. Ah. That you're saying that yeah. money these guys make, they should be top five. Never mind this top ten crap. Mm, Good call, were, Jamie. They were yeah. both top three a few years yeah, ago. See? That was, so now we can't yeah. put them in the top ten? A few years ago. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Things yeah. have changed a little bit. Yeah, I got it. Things what, have changed, Mox. What yeah. say you? I say hot take. Go ahead, I, Anthony. I say hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be tough. Tough. I was gonna leave it to in the top ten. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. From the six one eight hot take. Jim Harbaugh is worth more as a coach than Bill Belichick is for any team needing an NFL coach this offseason. I think that's a hot take only yeah. because Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh has got Half more eight. years. Yeah, I mean he's younger. He's yeah. got more years ahead of him. If you're if you're any team looking at Bill Belichick, and why wouldn't you be? I mean, I realize that the ending here has not was not good in New England, but he's still one of the greatest head coaches of all time. You're gonna be interested. But how long is he? He probably only get him for three or four years. Yeah, Belichick. Yeah, if that. 
So yeah, I'm with you. Harbaugh, that's a hot take. Hot take. take. I agree. From the 636 Hot Take or Hot Garbage with Nick Saban leaving, NIL running rampant, and all the other new issues with college football, we are now entering the dark ages of college football. No. That's hot garbage. No, that's hot garbage. Dark I mean, ages. the dark ages was when they were leaving bags of money for yeah. people and nobody knew where it came from. When your right. aunt got Allegedly. a job with a company in town and the company was paying her 200000 to show up and punch in and punch out every right. day. Yeah. yeah. Those are the dark ages. Yeah, it, I we've just brought all this to light now. Yeah. I don't think it's we're in the dark board ages. Now. I, I, think I actually it's think better. it's way better. Yeah, it's, it's much better now than it was because at least you know what's going on there's no sneaking around there's no hiding there's no there's less uh, liability for yeah, the players too yeah. and i also feel like there's been steps taken um in a positive direction to where like you can say you like old school coaching and all that stuff it's fine that's i came up in an era of old school coaching but when i watch i've also seen old school coaching ruin a lot of careers yeah to where players never get an opportunity because they fall into the guy's doghouse early and then yeah. three four five years are gone and you never got out of the doghouse yeah. you never got an opportunity and it was awful for you that was the old school that's the dark ages where right. a coach could just absolutely dictate your future now you don't yeah. like it you don't like the coach at least you have the transfer portal as much as i don't like guys moving around all over the place it does offer you, in my opinion, if you're allowed to one-time transfer, get away from a guy who maybe is trying to bury you. Yeah, so I agree. I don't know. I think I, I would consider this anti-Dark Ages right now. From the 636 Hot Take or Hot Garbage, Jimmy Snuggerud and Dalibor Dvorsky will eclipse what Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane have accomplished. <laughs> hot garbage. I'm sorry. It's hot garbage. Anthony, look at what Taze and Kane have done in their friggin' career. Three Stanley Cups. I don't even know what the personal awards are. Gold medal in the Olympics for Jonathan Taze. Actually, two gold medals for Jonathan Taze. A gold medal, I think, for Taze, the World Junior. Silver medal for Patrick Kane. Like, come on. You, what are we doing here? <laughs> Jimmy Snuggerud and Dalibor Dvorsky haven't played a minute, a second, in the NHL yet. Yet we're going to compare them to two of the best players ever in the game. I didn't, Jamie. The text line did. I don't know. Patrick Kane might be the best U.S.-born player ever. Like, in ever, Bob. And this is what we're comparing him to. I apologize to Blues fans. I'm optimistic. I have been all on the Snuggerud and Dvorsky train, but that's hot garbage. Hot taker, hot garbage from the 314. Mizzou finishes in the top five football ranking next year. I think that's a hot take. I think they're they're more than capable of of making a deep run. I know Kerry doesn't believe it, but Kerry is jaded and what did I say? A little bit. He, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, un, it's unfortunate because his daughter goes there. <laughs> what did I do? His daughter I goes to Mizzou. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And he, you know, I was just listening to the question. While he may, mails in the checks for the tuition, clearly he doesn't. He doesn't bleed black and gold. Definitely. Well, kind of. Oh, wow. That's true, Anthony. Yeah, do no. you or do you not? I, I do, but it's, uh, a, it's a Pittsburgh uh, version. And the Hazelwood Central version of black and gold. And a Matthews Dickey version of black and gold. can you pick and choose? If you bleed uh, black and gold, I think you bleed black and gold. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> you know, Mizzou's schedule sets up pretty favorably for them next year i think so i agree they can make i don't i don't think that there's there's a lot of pitfalls there for mizzou to fall out of a playoff spot certainly i think they're a playoff team and then who knows i mean you, you can you get in the top five you're hosting a playoff game next year i think i think this upcoming season is going to be fantastic they, they, they should be in the final 12 
Like if they're not yes. in the final twelve, then this was a terrible season. Yeah. That 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 that's how I would view that because they had a, had a great season this year, and you have a as you said a favorable schedule for twenty four. If they're not in the top twelve, fighting for an opportunity to win a national championship, then this was a bad season. You got key players coming back. Yeah. You've got more talent because of the transfer portal. You got the number one offensive lineman, the all, number one offensive tackle through the transfer portal. The kid from Oklahoma. Yeah. So you're that kid's a moose. Yeah, you're set My up. My goodness. You're set up for success. This is this is why you have to eventually start winning as a program. Drink did. You won all the important games, save for, you know, the Georgia and LSU game. Yeah. Wound up making a, a bowl. You beat Ohio State. I don't care what version. They beat Ohio, Ohio State. State. By the way, Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to the NFL. Yes. And then you you get to reap, reap the rewards. Kids want to come here. Kids kids want to go to Mizzou. They want to enter the tra- transfer portal. What are you laughing at? 636. Yeah. Mizzou just has to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen, boys. Anything can happen. It. It, it can happen. Hot take or hot garbage. John Tortorella makes up for his tough coaching with how he sticks up for his players off the ice. Hot take. And if you don't know what we're talking about, Last, uh, the whole Kevin Hayes thing, I'm sure everybody's read about that, where Kevin Hayes' name got drugged through the mud by a reporter who had absolutely no factual information about it at all. And let's just be, let's paint the picture here. Kevin Hayes and John Tortorella were like oil and water in Philadelphia. They Mm -hmm. did not get along professionally. Mm -hmm. They both had different versions of how they should, how he should play the game. Sure. So that's why this is even more incredible. Is John Tortorella last night after the Flyers game stands at the podium, waits a minute, and says, "Hey, who who's the guy here that said that stuff about Kevin Hayes? Nice. That started that stuff with Kevin Hayes." And he, he's like looking up, finally somebody goes, "I am. You are." And he looks at the guy, and he just—I mean—he goes off, <laughs> on, goes off that's on awesome. the guy. He goes, "You think Kevin Hayes would do that to this club?" He's like, he, Kevin Hayes and I did not see eye to eye. I'm paraphrasing a little yeah, bit here. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, he's a good man. He goes, that's a good man. And what you've done is wrong. He goes, wow. you've got sources. He goes, bull spit. That's incredible. And the guy had nothing. Like, yeah. if the guy said, oh, like, if the guy would have said, oh, yeah, I've got sources. Here's my sources. Or talk to me later. Like, yeah. like if it yeah. was me and I knew I had sources, yeah. I'd be like, okay, Tortorella, I got you. Let's talk later. Right. You know, you want sources? I'll give them to you. Yeah. But he didn't. So this is just a version of a coach that tough love. For his own player, maybe even didn't like each other at all professionally. Right. But I talked to Kevin Hayes this morning, and I was laughing. I, I go, "Hey, who had torts defending you on their bingo card?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "I know, right?" <laughs> so it was an awesome moment. That's you know great. what? You want to be a guy that's a stand-up guy, like Torts always talks about being old school, in your face, stand-up guy. Stand-up guys stick up for people that they don't even maybe that they don't even have a relationship with because it's the right thing to do in that yeah, moment. Yeah, and you and you still respect them. You 100%. may not you may not get along, you may you may not be on the same page, you may not be aligned, but if you have respect for the player and you have respect for the coach and you know that they've been wronged in some way, then you stand up for them. You I agree. Speak up. Yep, speak up. From the 314, not hot take or hot garbage, just strictly it's garbage that the Cards front office is acting tight on money all of a sudden and end up paying over Carl end up paying over 
Carlson and Helsley's projected values today. Yeah, but where are you getting the projected values? Like we can, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not going to worry Based about. On like players, similar players. Okay. Yeah, well, is it a computer? We punched in numbers and it brought up the comparable. <laughs> yeah. That's the same as when you do the trade master there. Right. And you put together a great trade and you're like, yeah, it's actually, I'm offering more value. Yeah. No, you're no, not. No. The There's a reason that trade didn't go through. <laughs> the two avoided arbitration. So I, clearly Dylan Carlson took what exactly what the Cardinals were offering. Right. And I don't think the Cardinals. Here's the thing. You can't say both. You, you, you can't uh, speak out of both sides of your mouth. I know because I do it all the time. <laughs> when when you say that the Cardinals are cheap, but they overpaid for Dylan Carlson and Ryan well, Helsley. I, I think this overpaying is not like this is a couple hundred thousand. But if you're cheap, or, you're cheap. Or, or maybe a million or, you know. Right? Yeah, I guess. If you're cheap, you're cheap. Yeah. I don't know anybody that, that I would refer to as cheap and then they overpay on certain things. They're cheap. They're cheap across the board. Yeah, I guess. I guess you have a point there. They're few. They, you you could say they're they're frugal. Yeah. You know, but savvy, savvy, definitely savvy. <laughs> they I, spend their money how they see fit, Anthony. Yes, they you do. Leave them the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go spending other people's money, Anthony. I haven't yet. Remember what happened last time? Well, <laughs> Jamie, you got me there. Thanks for that money. <laughs> yeah, to see it again sometime. Hey, real quick here from, the, from the 618. Interesting one here from the 618. Hot take or hot garbage. Sonny Gray will be considered our number one pitcher after the July 30th trade deadline. Ooh, hot take. Why wouldn't he be? Hmm. You think they're going to go is he, trade for someone? Is he better? Have you seen his numbers? He I, MLB Network had him as 10th overall. In the entire league as a starter. Is he better than we're giving credit for? I think Jamie would say yes on that. Next, I want to get into it. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN 302. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Kerry Davis and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. What are you laughing at? You all didn't you didn't pick up the uh, when we were talking about Tortorella defending his guy. Mm-hmm. They got a text from the 314. Just wish Torts would have t- waited nine months to defend it to defend Hayes. Kind of like what they did to oh, Wilson. Oh, Wilson Contreras. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, top 10 right now. This was a tweet a couple of days ago by the MLB Network. Top, top 10 right now starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. Number one, Garrett Cole. Number two, Corbin Burns. Number three, Zach Gall. Oh. Who is that? Did he? What, what? Ah. He, he, he's a, don't worry about him. He doesn't play here. Yeah, he plays for the Diamondbacks. He doesn't, yeah. Justin Verlander, <laughs> Houston Astros. Blake Snell, who's a free agent. Zach Wheeler, Spencer Strider, Logan Webb, Max Freed. And your ace, Sonny Gray. All right. Top 10 pitcher right now in Major League Baseball. Is he better than we're giving credit for? Sonny Gray? Yeah. I think so. I, I, just look. If he's... Sorry, my mic is acting crazy here. If Sonny Gray is projected by MLB Network, which is not the end-all, be-all, but these guys don't just loosely just throw around, you know, who their top guys are. If they've got him in the top 10 starting pitchers, I'm sorry, but that 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 identifies him if at least as a number one. Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't say ace, fine, but fine. Yeah. I'll go number one. Do you know who's not on that list? Steven Matz. Aaron Nola. Mm. Oh. 
Aaron yeah. Nola is not on that top 10 list. How, how do you think that happens? Do you think they're just so stupid that they forgot to add Aaron Nola to that list? No. I, I would disagree. I think what they've done is they've taken a look at the pitchers throughout the entire league, and this is not Cardinal skewed. Mm-hmm. This is nationally. Aaron Nola's not on this list. It's a good so, point, Jamie. And we were ready to give the key, keys to the kingdom to Aaron Nola. Well, you were. No, everybody was, Anthony. They're, you know, he's an ace. He's your guy. Hand him the ball. Maybe he's played more relevant games mm-hmm. than Sonny Gray. Fine. But if you look at the numbers and the stuff and the projections and all this other crap, even yep. you go back even just last year, Sonny Gray was better. My 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 like overall beef isn't with Sonny Gray at all. I want to see Sonny Gray paired with another top end starter. So when we talk about Sonny Gray, I'm not trying to slight him, slight his accomplishments. I like Sonny Gray. To me, it's a Sonny Gray and okay, who else, else are you pairing yeah. with him? It's it's a it's a conversation about the starting pitching overall. Starting the starting pitching as a whole. Do you Jamie. do you feel yes, like thank you. most of the teams have a one A one B type of play? The, all the con- teams that are the all con- contenders, the teams, right? All contenders have a one and one and two. Right now, we don't necessarily have that. It's kind of like the power play conversation, right? Okay, that we had yesterday. Yeah. Can can you have a power play this bad and make a deep run in the playoffs? Quote Jamie Rivers: You won't be in the playoffs. That's right. Maybe won't it's happen. a little different when it, because you play you play in a crap division. That you you can make the playoffs with Sonny Gray or just just you know one guy, but if you want to win a World Series, if you want to just compete for a World Series, you have to have a one-two or formidable one-two. You get in a short series. Look what the Phillies did to you two yeah. years ago. Yeah, they they brought out their two best players, Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, they shoved. Did a really good job. And we talk about pulling Jose Jose Quintana, and we could talk about the, the you know Ryan Helsley blowing up and all that. You had one run. One run Great. in Hard. that game, because yeah. Aaron Nola shoved, and then Zach Wheeler shoved, or whoever, however How, it played where, out. Yeah. I can't remember if Zach Wheeler Wheeler started game one. I think it was Nola though. But those two guys stepped up mm-hmm. when you got shut down, and everybody talked about the, this big direct, this big organizational shift to we need offense we need runs we need offense we need runs because of the 2019 NLCS and how that that ended up. Right. Nobody talked about. What was on the other side when you have Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer and Annabelle Sanchez and I'm missing somebody, uh, Patrick Corbin back when he was good. They, they shoved. They shoved against you. Annabelle Sanchez came here almost through a no-hitter. You have to have pitching. So my thing is, are we, are we undermining or minimizing sun, this Sonny Gray signing? Probably. But there's a reason for that. The reason is you're starting pitching, as we all know, is not good enough yet. How do you, how do you get it better? Right well, now we, we don't we don't we don't. We don't it, it is right what now. it is. It is right now. You, right now. you have to, you have to develop. See to me, Sonny Gray, Jamie. To your point, J- Sonny Gray's a number one. He's not an ace. Ace aces typically, not always, but typically, come from within. They come in your organization. They come from with, within your organization. They're homegrown. You get them cost-controlled, they're studs, and then you reward them. If you look at this list, Spencer Strider was drafted by the Braves. Logan Webb was drafted by... Actually, you know what? He may have been a trade, so back up on that one. Um, Corbin Burns was a guy that came in came in from their organization. You know, you Aaron Nola, if you want to... Forget the list for a second. Aaron Nola. Mm-hmm. Aaron Nola was 
came from within the organization. I think I think those are the type of guys that typically become aces. Now, after the Yankees, you can't develop those guys. Yeah, you got to spend, spend a lot of money, thousand million trillion dollars on Garrett Cole. <laughs> but the Cardinals aren't that organization, as we know. No, they are not. And and again, I think that they have done they've done a serviceable job, serviceable serviceable job with what they did in the offseason because they said that's what they needed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were not on the sunny sunny gray train. They weren't feeling like he's days. But if he is capable of shoving every fifth day, that gives you an opportunity. My biggest concern is the rest of the staff, like your two, three, four, who should be uh, um, Gibson, Miles Michaelis, and Lynn in some type of order. Those three guys gave up a lot of hits last year. They were top five in hits allowed. They were top five in in earned runs allowed. And so that's a concern for me because if you got one guy pitching really well, two, three, and four, Mm -hmm. to have to be able to back that up on those days. So I'm interested to see how it all plays out for the Cardinals because, again, pitching – I was probably on the mindset of the mindset that you got to get guys that can hit. You got to get guys that can do this. You got to get. And then I watched the World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. and I watched Shohei Otani face some of the best hitters in the world. The and they, now. yes. And in that moment, I said, you know what? I've been wrong for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Give me that guy. Give me a guy like that that can get those guys out. Because when you have that, you have a chance of winning games. Yeah. And Logan Webb, by the way, was selected by the Giants in the fourth round. So he was he was also a homegrown player on that list. I'm with you, Kerry. My my philosophy was 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 always, ah, you get a pitching and defense. But there was I kind of bought into the the cries for more offense here in St. Yeah. Louis because we got tired of watching those those lineups that had, you know, I love Randall Grichik, Grichik as a person. Randall Grichik and Steven Biscotti shouldn't be 3-4 in your lineup. Yeah. You're not good enough. So I'm not saying don't – it just completely askew offense. What I am saying is it doesn't matter if you don't have the pitching, and that's exactly what happened last year. I don't know it's a, if it's as simple as if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything, but – if you don't it's have, kind of in that vein. it's kind of in that vein. If you don't have one or two pitchers, preferably three, that you know can go out there and take care of their business. You're going to struggle because they, they, it's that important. Every five days, one of those guys have to be at the best of their ability, and if they aren't, you're, 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 you can have days where guys slump. But if your pitchers slump every fifth day, that's problematic. Let's look at it this way: If you guys had an option of having the best offense in the league or the best pitching staff, what would you take? I would probably take the best pitching staff. So would I. Yeah. It's not, honestly, wouldn't be it, close. It, it was, again, for, we all like to see balls hit out of the park and hit in gaps and guys run and do all of those things. But if you are unable to prevent that on the other side, you're going to have a long season. That's what the Cardinals had last year. 91 yeah. times they weren't good enough because of pitching, because of all of it, but mostly because of the pitching. Well, it was a terrible combination. Let's it, was, it was awful. You couldn't get the starting pitching. And then you had some guys that were pitching well on the backside. Then you couldn't get you. You started to get some okay starting pitching, and then you handed games back with all the points. <laughs> right. At no point in time that I can remember did you have both sections of your pitching staff going at yeah. the same time. At the yeah. same time, yeah. There was no cohesion there. You're no, abs- you're absolutely right. I think about you know we're talking about run prevention. We're we're talking about defense, not defense within the you know when the ball's put in play. I'm talking about run prevention overall, goal prevention. There's something to, Carrie. We we use this with your Steelers. There's something to having to go into Pittsburgh in January, right. knowing you're you're going to get crushed. You physically you're going to get pounded because the defense is going to be so good. Or going into Baltimore in January, knowing that that defense is going to rough you up. Right. There's something to that. 
It's a mindset. Exactly. Yeah. So when you have like a, a, an outstanding pitching staff and you're an opponent and it's October and it's cold and that pitching pitching staff on the other side is outstanding, it's suffocating. Right. Think about like defense and basketball. It's suffocating. It's, and it's I think it's harder to hit consistently. I mean, if you you get a hit every uh, you go three, up and down. Yeah, yeah. Right. 300, you are probably a Hall of Famer. Right. It's that hard to be a consi- consistent hitter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't worry about average. Hey, you hey. just need slug, baby. Hey, slug. Hey, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm well past that. I, I stand by batting average. No, a lot of people don't. Kerry, you look like it. a guy to me that appreciates a good bunt. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sacrifice bunt. Oh, baby. Sign me up. I love to hear that. Baby. Move the run over, why don't you? <laughs> How about it? I Please. Love, love a good bunt. Love a good sack bunt. Yes. Love a good do. sack fly. Yeah. Even though Ryan scores. Love, love mm. them, right. Happy them in sacks. Third. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love sacks. You ever, you ever sit on one of those things? I've <laughs> seen the love sack. Yeah. Man, they're big. They sure are. Uh. Are we still talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but you can yeah. empty them too, and then they're smaller. That well, that would make yeah, sense. They have a lot of foam inside. <laughs> yeah, they just build, look it up. Look it up on Google. They build back up. Yeah, you can fill it back up. Okay. Yeah. It's fast lane on 101 ESPN. We got our blues cues coming up next. 314-399-9646 the Air Comfort Service text line. Any blues related questions, send them in. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Now, it's time for the Fast Lane's Blues Cues. Ah, it's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. <laughs> we should have a camera in here. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, we talked about this. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Read the brakes. Sometimes. I mean, poor Anthony would be without a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would because the boss would be like, you know how they are. <laughs> Wrangle them in. All right, let's get to some blues cues. What do you got, Marshall? All right, from the 636, per Frank Saravalli, Jacob Chikrin is a possible trade target from Ottawa since he only has a year remaining on his current deal. Do you think the blues would look to trade for him since they were previously linked to him when he was in Arizona. Plus, at 25, he fits the age range Army is looking for right now as well. So where does his money fit in, though? That's the problem. So unfortunately, in today's NHL, you have to play the math game, too. And although the salary cap will go up, it's not going to go up 7 or $8 million. And it's going to cost you 7 or $8 million to sign this guy. Right. Which is why, and I don't truly believe that Ottawa is actually shopping Jacob Chikrin. He's a left-handed shot defenseman, skates well, runs a power play, penalty kill, 23, 24 minutes a game. Like, you don't just shop those guys. You build around those guys. Now, the emergence of Sanderson on defense and with Thomas Shabbat, you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen at that point. But I don't see the Blues being able to put their toes in the water at all with four guys in their top four that have no trade clauses. That's what I was going to ask. Where does he fit? Where yeah. do you put well, him maybe at? Maybe somebody goes to Ottawa, though. Like, let's just let's play this game for a second. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's say the Ottawa Senators hire Craig Berube mm-hmm. as a coach. He's been rumored to okay. Ottawa and Toronto. If they, if they falter, those are two teams that have talked about Craig Berube, possibly. Would somebody then waive their no trade? Because now you're going to go to a team that is trending upward, yeah. probably trending upward quickly, more quickly than the Blues are. Okay. 
Okay, they had a bad season this year, but they have a lot of talent that they're building off of. All of a sudden, you go in your top four defenseman with the Ottawa Senators under Craig Berube, who you had a lot of success with. Maybe then it's attractive. Maybe then the Blues go, okay, we'll trade you defenseman X, Y, or Z, who's close to the money that you're making. And you send us Jacob Chikrin, and then we try to resign Jacob Chikrin. That's the, that like that's an outlandish, what, what would you call that? Conspiracy theory? Yeah. One of those things? Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. Love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. But otherwise, in my opinion, and you guys can disagree with me, in my opinion, you can't fit his money under the cap. Gotcha. Uh, I'm with you. Thanks, Anthony. It means a lot. It really does. I feel Especially like the... when you give me that thumbs up. Now I know you're serious. I feel like the only way that this could happen is if someone goes on LTIR. Why are you hurting somebody? Yeah, come well, on. I'm not. I'm just saying. Why would you wish that? Yeah, the same guy. The same guy tried to get uh, Baruby <laughs> out of our uh, our first goal. And the same guy earlier Sounder. talking about Dylan Carlson staying healthy. Now he wants another guy hurt. I mean, mm. I yeah. never said that. Yeah, Marsh. At some point, I know the show is uh, loosey goosey sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you better have some integrity once in a while. Yeah. This is embarrassing. We'll have John Tortorella call you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Integrity. <laughs> He called me out unprovoked. <laughs> yeah, unprovoked. <laughs> Wasn't that great? That's what that guy wrote on Twitter. <laughs> the guy who said that about Kevin Hayes. No, you did he? Hang oh, on. Man. <laughs> to go back now to that conversation we had, that guy who said that stuff about Kevin Hayes, when he got called out by John Tortorella in front of all the media, he went on Twitter and says, oh, yeah, Torts outed me unprovoked. <laughs> unprovoked? Unprovoked? You provoked it yourself. Bro! But <laughs> you started it. I did nothing! That would be nothing like, at all! I had, a, I had a dad moment. That's like when your kid is like doing something that's totally disobedient, oh, no. gets disrespect, and then you get mad and raise your voice. What? Hey, Dad, you're acting crazy for no reason. <laughs> what well, am I? Dad, are you okay? And you don't know what crazy is. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. Uh, I'm with you. That's hilarious. A hand's thrown up for me. Oh, what? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, Whoa, Dad, why are you acting that way? Really? You basically told me to go blank myself. Not in those words. But I'm going to react. What's wrong? Stop yelling at me. Uh, All right, from the 618. Do you think the Blues could or should pick up Corey Perry for an offensive boost? No. Bottom line, no. Next. Not the right player. Just, I'll leave it there. All right. On the ice. Or... <laughs> Leave it there. Okay. It has nothing to do with the mom's trip. <laughs> <laughs> when is the mom's trip? Next Wait year. A minute. Yeah, we're gone. We're safe, guys. Oh, Wait a minute. That. We signed Corey Perry. This year's the dad's trip. <laughs> no, look, Corey Perry. <laughs> Corey Perry, uh, six years ago, maybe. Right now, the Blues are a team that suffer from team speed they don't they don't have a lot of team speed why would you bring in another older guy that suffers from maybe not the amount of speed that you need for for what to get that net front presence i get it he'll go there he'll be scrappy but where do you like no not the right guy not right now maybe there's a reason he doesn't have his legs from the 217 (laughs) he would have rebounded by now (laughs) lucky guy (laughs) the 217 jamie sacrifices Jamie, with the PWHL starting up, have you coached or know any of these women that are playing? A lot of them. Yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome to see so many of these girls going on to success. 
Two local girls that I'll talk about, probably more household names than some of the other girls I've coached, uh, Jincy Dunn and Lauren McInnes, Al McInnes' daughter. Both of those girls are playing for the Ottawa team nice. up there. And talking to Al McInnes about it, he said, you know, they're, they're setting them up pretty good. They've got some apartments downtown Ottawa, which is a beautiful spot to visit and, and go to and kind of walk around. But, yeah, I think it's awesome, man. And Jincy Dunn, man, she is awesome. I remember coaching her. 14 15 then she was 16 made the u.s olympic team like as an extra got cut last minute she was so down on herself so depressed had worked so hard basically told you're 16 years old man you have so much time left she eventually made the olympic team and she's been a prominent figure with the national team and now she's playing in ottawa she's an assistant captain there and lauren mckinnis too had a chance to work with lauren mckinnis all a lot here in st louis and she worked on her game, man. Blessed with a rocket for a shot. Imagine that, just <laughs> like Dad. Uh, but, you know, some of the edge work, some of the skating needed work. And she went on to have a great D1 career, and now she's playing pro up in Ottawa. So very proud of those girls. Excellent. Northwestern product, if I believe. Or Northeastern. Yeah. Northeastern product. Wrong side of the country. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the 636. <laughs> this is the first year in my life I feel like the Blues, or I felt like the Blues were one player away from the Stanley Cup. Did they mess up by not getting a superstar? Who, the Blues? Yes. Define superstar. And define, and, and tell me which one's available. Matthew Kachuk. Okay, but at what cost? I'm just wondering. Would you consider Matthew Kachuk, was he a superstar before the Stanley Cup? Yes. I would say. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a unicorn, which makes him an automatic superstar. Yeah. You don't, there's only two guys that, I, well, that's it. Two of the best players at doing what they do, they're brothers. Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk can either punch you in the face, run you over, <laughs> toe drag you, or deflect a puck in front. Do you pass the puck? You name it. You yeah. pick. You pick the style, and I'll fight you in that <laughs> style. Basically, Jamie Ben is a guy who can score goals. He's a little older now, uh, but Jamie Ben is a guy that scores goals, can play physical. There are a handful of them around the NHL but none of them as productive or as effective as the Kachuk brothers. So I I think the biggest question when it comes down to Matthew Kachuk and did the Blues mess up is you have to understand what was the ask from Calgary. And we we can all, you know, think about what we think we've heard and what we know. I do believe it came down to either one of Cairo or Thomas, but it wasn't straight up. So this is like the Dylan Carlson, Juan Soto <laughs> right, story, right? right? Everybody thinks that, yeah. well, they just wanted Dylan Carlson. No. No. No, they wanted Jordan Walker, too. Right. I believe they wanted Nolan Gorman. Like, they wanted the house. Yeah. Right. So when you talk about the Calgary Flames, did they want Perunovic? Did they want Kairou? Did they want Zach Bolduc? Did they want a first-round draft pick? Like, how much did they want for you to go, oh, yeah. this is going to hurt? That's the problem. Yeah. Now, for me, if if I was given the keys to the kingdom for a day, I, I look at it as you have the opportunity to acquire a unicorn. Yeah. I'll figure out the rest. Everything else. Because if I get the unicorn, mm-hmm. if you build it, they will come. Right. right. People around the league will want to sign with you because you have somebody who changes games by themselves. Yeah. Um, but again, that's me. This is why I don't have the keys to the kingdom.
Because some people say, I'm emotional. You know? <laughs> I'm irrational. Nobody says that about you, Jamie. Well, they, trust me, they do. at least one person in this world says that about me. Gosh. And says a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Some Last, true, some not true. Most of them not true. I'm yeah. a hell of a guy, Anthony. Yeah, you just are. ask me. <laughs> Last one here from the 636. You're putting together a Mardi Gras float of blues alumni. Oh, God. Who are you tossing beads with in Soulard? Well, I have done this before. With Blues alumni. Um, so let's just be. I've done this with Kelly Chase, Brett Hull, Tony Twist. Those are for sure three guys. Uh, I want Jim Campbell on that float with me. Now, do they have to be alive or can they be former Blues? I think they can just former Blues. Any Blues? Bobby Plager's got to be on that float mm. with me for sure. Jimmy Roberts has to be on that float with me as well. Bernie Federko's making the list as well. <laughs> uh, Cam Jansen's there. Reed Lowe is there. I mean, we have a cast of characters <laughs> at this point. And the list goes on and on of guys. Those would be uh, Barrett Jackman. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I would love to have on that float. Let's throw Gretz on there, too. You know, Gretz will be completely embarrassed about what I'm doing, but he'll enjoy the ride. <laughs> That's for sure. He, he had me as a teammate and as a player. He knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but those that would be my starting list of players right there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good right there. That's Jamie Rivers, Kerry Davis, Andrew Marshall, Anthony Stalter. This is a subject that I was surprised that uh, Kerry Davis re- demanded that was going to be on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is now the time for Mizzou to make some big-time waves in the SEC? Surprising he said it. Yep. I, was, I, was, I meant it, too. That's mm-hmm. next on 101 ESPN. Golden Black. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We talked about Mizzou a little bit early on, but with Nick Saban out at Alabama, he retired. The playoffs now expanding, the playoff field expanding. The, what they did in the transfer portal, obviously what they did last season. Is this upcoming year now for Mizzou football, is this the year they, they really capitalize? Is this the year that they catapult into one of the top teams in the SEC and then stay there? That's the, Because that's the question really yeah. with Mizzou. It's not, will you have a season every once in a while that makes noise? We've already seen that with mm-hmm. Mizzou. We saw that with Chase Daniel. I'm only going to go back to the Chase Daniel days, okay? I'm not saying... Don't forget Gene Stallings. I know, I know, but... <laughs> you know, I feel like I do this sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, in 1957... Okay, all right. I, Anthony, it's just, just better not to leave anybody off the list. I know, okay? I know. People get really hurt. They're feelings, the they feelings. Do. They don't like your lack and you know of what? respect towards And you people. know what? Your feelings matter. All right? Yes. So if you got upset with me yesterday or the day before or the day before or the really every show that I've ever been on, your feelings are hurt, I, you know, that's a you problem. But when it comes <laughs> well, to Mizzou, <laughs> when it comes to Mizzou, we've seen the, the, the season where it's like, yeah, this is incredible. Yeah. Can you have sustained success? So let me ask you this then. So what's your question ultimately? Can you, can, can Mizzou? Yeah. This this upcoming season, make an impact in the SEC that will last. They have to. Fair. In my opinion, they have to. With the recruiting classes that they've had a couple of years of making some noise, with picking up some big recruits, then annihilating the transfer portal the way they have, getting into the top 10 this last season, like, they have to. Mm-hmm. If, they fa- if they falter 
and they don't make the college football playoff next year, that is a massive miss. That is a lot of work that's been done for nothing. Yeah. So in my opinion, they have to make the playoff next season. And it's not asking a lot. I'm asking them to be in one of the top 12 teams. I know it sounds like not. But they're top nine this year, and you're supposed to be even better next year. Yeah. I think this is probably the hardest time um, in a – in a program, right? You have the really good. It's hard to have that consistency and, and building on it year after year after year. And that's why I said if they don't go and finish in the top twelve next season and are in the college football playoffs, then yeah, that's a take. That's taking a step back, seeing how well they performed this year. You would assume that building off of that, based on the, the the players that you have that are returning, most of the coaching staff is returning. The defensive coordinator will be new, but all in all, it's pretty much your star players are here. They're going to be back. And so if you're unable to build, it's it's difficult, though. This is a transition period where it's one of the toughest times. That first really, really outstanding season going into the second year, because what happens, I, I've been a part of this. <clears throat> we won the Big Ten my sophomore year. We went five and six the following year. Oof. Because what happens is you get players who eh, start to feel themselves a little bit. Maybe the recruiting, now you're not going for guys that are grunt hard workers you're going for the big name prospects and some of those guys are good and some of those guys ain't as good as you think they're supposed to be so you put it you go out and, and you recruit kids that are are not that may don't may not have the work ethic that you're accustomed to recruiting so all of those things start to take place and, and the shift happens in, in that locker room. And if guys are not bought in completely, staying dialed in, staying locked in the entire time, it's a tough thing to continue that success. But it is the this is a critical moment for Mizzou football. This could be, you know, an eight to ten year run that allows them to be a top ten nationally ranked program. You think or that could, long? If you do it right, okay. yeah. If you do it right, I'm I mean, asking there, there, I don't there's, know. there's so much talent in St. Louis and the surrounding areas, East St. Louis, you know, Belleville, all over the, 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 the metro area and then out in Kansas City and those different parts of the state. There are there is an opportunity here for them to be really, really good. But this is the most critical part of that opportunity, in well, my opinion. Uh, well, this goes back to the whole culture thing, too. Yeah. Kerry, what you what you said about Illinois. You you know you doing what you did what you said your sophomore year yep and then the following year it just wasn't the same no you, you have to get players that are going to be hungry that understand the culture that want to play for the front of the, the the jersey as opposed to the name on the back like you need guys that understand what you're building this is why when we talk about Bill Belichick and and people say well he's nothing without Tom Brady you don't know what the hell you're talking about right you really don't you, he built a culture there did it help having Tom Brady of course absolutely. But if you do it the right way, you should have that sustained success. Look at Kirby Smart. He went eight and five his first year at Georgia. So he spent all that all those years with Nick Saban. There have been other Nick Saban assistant coaches that have gone someplace else, have not done anything close to what Kirby Smart has done at Georgia. But he wanted to establish a culture. He wanted to lock down the borders. He wanted to stop these kids from Atlanta going to Correct. Clemson and going to Alabama right. and going to LSU and go to Miami. He did that following season, thirteen and two lost in the national championship game 11 and 3 12 and 2 8 and 2 14 and 1 national title 8 no uh, or sorry 15 and 0 national title and then last year obviously they 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 fell short because they lost to Bama if not who knows maybe they maybe they win their third title in a row 
they also have to beat the big-time teams. Yes. They have to beat the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world when they play them. They have to beat the LSUs because if you go 10-2 and two every single year but those two losses are to an LSU, an Alabama, a Georgia, then you're not really getting over that hump. Again, for us at, at Illinois, we Ohio State is one of those teams. We went 2-2 two and two four times against them, right? The two losses we had, we lost in overtime in one the year mm. na- they won the national championship, and we lost by a field goal in the other one. We beat them twice at, at their house, they be- and they beat us twice at our house. But those are games that – pivotal games where – we went five and six and five and seven in both of those years and lost by Ohio State by 10 points combined. You win that game, now we go to four bowl games in a row. It just changes the trajectory of your program, and Missouri is in that space right now. But you have to beat the teams, the elite, the teams that most people consider elite in your conference. You have to have some wins against those teams. Yeah, beat the big dogs and then never yes. never lose. Correct. I mean, that's what it's all yeah. about. Beat, beat the top guys. Beat the current champs. Otherwise, you, you're, 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 you're going to be fighting an uphill battle your right. entire time. Or you're going to be inconsistent. Be- You'll be in the you'll be in the college football playoffs, but you'll be a two loss team because mm-hmm. you lost to Bama, you lost to Georgia, you lost to LSU, and you can never get over that hump. And then you're gonna not be able to have the success that you want to have. It's all it's all in front of Mizzou. There's no doubt. It's all in front of them. All right, we have your chance right now to win a pair of tickets to see Billy Joel and Sting for one night only on Friday, September 27th at Bush Stadium. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., and you can find all the ticket details and a bonus chance to register to win tickets to Billy Joel and Sting at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app. But to win the free tickets, we have a pair of free tickets given out today. Here's your question that you have to Answer, be the 101st texter to the Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646, but you got to answer the, the question correctly. The Billy Joel cover bands that sang in Step Brothers, where did they sing? What event? What event oh, come on. Really? did they sing at? It's That's a Marshy e- special. Anthony, it's easy. What they did is they sang at yep. the... Jamie's not <laughs> Jamie's not eligible, but you are. So text in again, 314-399-9646. Speaking of Jamie, he's got uh, five big uh, keys to victory tonight. I have five? five? Yeah. Holy yeah, crap. Five. That's a lot five. of work. Let's make it 10 then. All right, let's, let's make it, it 12. <laughs> 20? I can make up 20 if you need me to. Yeah. What do you normally do, three? <laughs> I don't limit myself. That's what, that's what so I was So it could be five, it could be two, it could be three. It's always you know five. It's always five, no, it's, or no, it's, it's always three, three or five, or ten. I thought it was three. It's three. I'm not sure. That's okay. But I, I've only been that. here a few days. He's been over to the dispensary. Trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Still telling people good morning when I walk in here, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> really awful. <laughs> Jamie's got keys to victory. Like Just yeah, talk you're bad fine. about Anthony. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what these guys do. It's fine. Uh, it's Jay. never our fault, Terry. Okay. I've learned it. Sorry, Anthony, you're talking. It's my fault. You're walking around here saying good morning. I haven't told you. It's. it's Do you it's know why you didn't correct him? You didn't know. I didn't. You know were either. unsure if it was yeah. morning or afternoon. There I hit go. my head several times, Jamie. You know that. <laughs> I know the feeling. Jamie's got keys to victory tonight for the Blues, and we'll also do our first goal of the game. Jamie's in the lead one. now. I gotta get one. Jamie's got two after the Shen goal the other night. So we'll do that all next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Blues Rangers tonight. Jamie's got your keys to victory for your St. Louis Blues. Yeah, all right. Key one, shoot the puck tonight. Key two, uh, execute good passing tape to tape. Key three, stay out of the penalty box. The Rangers have a 30% power play. Are these my keys or your keys? You asked for 10 or 11 keys. I'm giving you keys. (laughs) Fourth key, skate hard. Fifth key. Shoot the puck on the power play. Sixth key of the game. Clear Get it. some net front presence. Seventh key, play physical. Eighth key, play north hockey. Mm-hmm. Where am I at? Nine? Ninth key, be good in the face-off circle. Mm-hmm. Tenth key, leadership out there. If you're wearing a letter on your jersey, play like it. Do we need more? That's pretty good. Win board hit. battles. For those That's that might, 11. For those that might text in and say, Why are you guys not talking more blah, blah, blah? Thank Jamie. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Jamie. Try to give you a nice blues <laughs> segment, and, Jamie, and Jamie's got to tank it. What so, are you talking about? It's fine. You, you That's fine. 11 keys. 11. How many more do you want? Yeah, well, we need 12. Okay. We need 12? We need one more. Oh, no, forget it. No. All right. No. Play good forget down it. below the goal line. Key 12. Try to get you some nice blues can we hockey. Get, can we get some movement on the power play? Can we not stand in the game? Tank some movement. movement on the power play. Let's get bodies in front of the 14. net. 14. Shot blocking. 15. Sticks in the passing lanes. Yeah. Carrie, maybe I'm crazy. Did he not ask for 12? He keys? asked for 20, I think. 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Score first. Now he's score, mad that I'm giving him. Score first. That's, yes. Now he's yeah. mad that I'm giving him. Yeah. All right, all jokes aside here. The biggest keys to the game for the Blues tonight, the, the number one key, stay out of the penalty box. The Rangers have an incredible power play. They zip it around. Uh, there's movement. There's puck movement. There's body movement. There's pucks to the net. There's a lot of talent on that power play. Stay out of the box. Just don't bother doing that to yourselves. It, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. Odds mm-hmm. are you're giving up at least one goal if you go to the penalty box. Uh, the second key for me is you have to start getting to the net more. Even strength and power play. Drew Bannister highlighting that he had Jake Neighbors and Oscar Sundquist specifically to dominate the net front on the power play. There's nothing stopping the Blues from doing that every single shift of the game. Sammy Blay has been elevated from healthy scratch to third line tonight. Sammy Blay has been wanting an opportunity to get more ice time, to contribute more, and to be a bigger part of the puzzle here. This is an opportunity for him. Expect Sammy Blay to be very physical out here tonight. Expect him to get to the net front and expect him to shoot the puck. So for me, those are the biggest keys. I guess the last key is know your assignments defensively because the Rangers have a lot of really good players um, and, and you can't take your eyes off of who's on the ice. Chris Kreider's an incredible player. Zibanejad, Panarin, like the list goes on and on of these guys. So you have to be aware of who's on the ice at all times. And I guess the last key, the most important one, would be turnovers. Mm-hmm. If you turn the puck over, the Rangers go from their end to the far end in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And they make you pay. This is a very well-coached team. It's a very talented team. And they work very hard. This is going to be a huge test for the Blues tonight. All right. Let's do our first goal of the game. Let's go, boys. We need you to score more goals. Get those loose pucks. Thomas to Cairo. No big deal. Game winner. Jamie, you got honored. You got the lead right now. You got two goals. Marsh and I have one apiece. Carrie's looking for his first, but Carrie just started. I told Chandler this morning, hey, man, I got the lead now. He looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> he doesn't I, listen? Uh, I left it hanging out there. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's probably going, what the hell is wrong with Riff? What the hell is he talking about? He probably went, good, yeah, go, Carrie. Yeah, he did. He said, uh, he said, that's great. All right, cool. <laughs> 
the hell is he talking about? I'll tell you later, Shader. <laughs> All right, so tonight, um, let's see here. I think that this is a revenge tour tonight. Sammy Blay back in the lineup, Ooh. played for the Rangers, never scored a goal as a New York Ranger. Mm. Um, mm. Going to be playing alongside Kevin Hayes and Kasperi Kapanen tonight. So my prediction for first goal of the night is Pavel Buchnevich. <laughs> I was about to say that was a that was a marsh narrative play. I even wrote it down. I wrote down blank. I was there you go. I had to scratch it out. It I was like, that sounded like marsh there. Marsh, go ahead, buddy. Oh, that was a Peyton man. That was. Oh, that was definitely an audible. I think I'm gonna. You go didn't with... even do it at the at the line. You did it like after the snap. Post snap. Oh, yeah. That's how we roll with my team. There you go. A uh, new power play. Robert Thomas always seems to be the first guy that's scoring goals first. So I think I'm going to go chalk, and I'm going to go with Sammy Blay. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> Gary? <laughs> this is all over the place. Gary, who's your, I'm, your pick? I'm just going to go out right and say Jordan Cairo. I right. think he's going to – come on. It's bound to happen. Yeah, right? At some point, right? <laughs> just might pick him every day. It's <laughs> a, a bold strategy. It's not a bad idea. Just pick the same guy. Last year. Every day. If it's, I pick one guy every day, it's just bound this, yep. to happen. So maybe that's my until did one, that Until one of us <laughs> picks him. <laughs> right. The baseball player picked the same freaking guy. I got right back in, didn't I? Uh, he did. Uh, I'm going to go with Casper Kappen and hit the, was it the crossbar? The post outside hit the yep. post the last game mm-hmm. so i got casper captain you had mentioned that line that you were breaking down and then went to Buchnevich. <laughs> when you mentioned captain i'm like don't take captain so i'm gonna go with casper captain for my uh, first goal of the game we've got the blues and rangers pregame starting at six o'clock here on 101 espn jamie's got the game for bally sports midwest so jamie's gotta get out of here skedaddle get downtown yeah hopefully traffic's not too bad yeah don't be driving on the wrong side of the highway now no, 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 not the highway. Maybe the wrong side of the road. Depends hmm. no, how late Jamie. you are. <laughs> Jamie, you're going to be just fine. Yep. Do they score a power play, power play goal tonight? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just throw up in your I, mouth? Almost. Like, wow. Do we, do <laughs> little baby barf? No. They changed some things up, some Carrie. Yeah, uh, no, I've just watched bad power plays, so yes, I'm going to have to go so with So, Anthony, they made a change. Okay. Answer your question CD? with no money on the line or nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course they score one. It's nothing sure. now, holding me to that. Pick. If I was betting a financial number that was larger than I'm comfortable with just giving away, hmm. uh, I'd probably... Say yes, of course. <laughs> Are you willing to make it your bet the board pick tonight? Oh, yeah. How about that? What no. is your pick since you, uh, you're going to leave us? That's a really good question. I forgot to pull that up here. Your Vancouver Canucks are playing in Pittsburgh tonight. You can just roll with them. Yeah. By the way, we, we went as a show 0 for Gopher last night. <laughs> Everybody lost. The uh, Canadians scored two goals in the first period. Just Anthony needed one more. Like, yeah. I have to see real quick here. I got to see no, what the the no. line is on that game. Okay. Making well, sure. Well, I making sure I can actually pick it. Vancouver is plus they're odds in that game. Underdog. Yeah, they're, they're plus, plus one ten, which yeah. is surprising. Okay, I'll take the Canucks again. Without looking at anything else, I'll ride that way. <laughs> there you I've go. seen Pittsburgh defensively; they are not good. Not great. Yeah. All right. Uh, have a great broadcast tonight, Thanks, Jamie. Buddy. Thanks, guys. We got Chris tomorrow, right? Tomorrow Friday. Yeah, tomorrow Friday. All right. Yeah. We have Chris Kerber coming up at four fifteen, but Gauntlet is next. Thank <laughs> you.
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. All right, time for the gauntlet here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Kerry Davis, Andrew Marsham, Anthony Stalter, Jamie heading downtown for tonight's Rangers and Blues game. You can watch the game on uh, Bally Sports Bus. Of course, you can listen right here on 101 ESPN in crystal clear FM. Hockey and FM radio. Oh, yeah. Kerry, there's nothing better. Nothing better than that. All right, we have, what would you say, UPS Tony? UPS Tony's on the line right now. What's going on, UPS hey, Tony? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. No, thank you. Thanks thank for you playing. For Thanks for listening. Would you like to take on Kerry Davis, Andrew Marsh, or me today in the gauntlet? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try Kerry today. Kerry Davis, you're, you've they're, been the leadoff hitter now. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. They got you in your sights. Alrighty. But you know what? They're gonna keep taking you on until yeah. you crush <laughs> one of them. All right. Oh, Kerry's walking away. He's pissed now. This is good. Oh boy. A ticked oh, boy. off Kerry Davis is a good thing. Yeah, that's why I hear. <laughs> All right, uh, UPS Tony, go ahead and tell Marsh to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel, Marshy. What category are we hoping for? Uh, I know a little bit about some things. I don't know, maybe random football. Would be your least favorite? Probably hockey. Well, it's not hockey, and it is one of the other ones that you said football today. Oh, great, Kerry <laughs> Davis in football. Let's go. You know, Kerry did lose in football last week, though, so he is, yeah. you know, he's vulnerable okay. there too. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Tony, as you know, you get four questions, all football-related. Each question is worth two points unless you ask for the options. Are you ready? I am ready. Who is the all-time leader for the Carolina Panthers in sacks? Who is the Carolina Panthers' all-time leader in sacks? Options, please. Mike Rucker, Charles Johnson, or Julius Peppers? Julius Peppers, final answer. Question number two, the last time the Texans made the playoffs, who did they beat in the wild card round? Oh, boy. Uh, Options, please. Options are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, or the Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Los Angeles Chargers. I am going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Final answer. All right, Tony, question number three. Which longtime Falcons kicker is the team's all-time leading scorer? Which longtime Falcons kicker is the team's all-time leading scorer? That's got to be... Oh, I I can... uh, Once you say it, I need the options. Once you say it, I'll know it. Okay. Matt Bryant, Jay Feely, or Morton Anderson? Oh, (laughs) Morton Anderson, final answer. Last question. This coach went 68-60 and 60 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, becoming the winningest coach in Jags history. Which coach was it? Well, it wasn't Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Options. Options are Jack Del Rio, Tom Coughlin, or Doug Maroney? Tom Coughlin, final answer. All right. Bring back Carrie now. Tony, how you feeling? Not great. I probably should have taken a shot on one of those because I'm pretty sure Carrie's going to know him, but we'll, let's see. We'll see here. 
Oh, Carrie's got the strut going now. All right. Man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Yes, sir. That was the cone of silence. That was wonderful. Do you give it? Do you have an opportunity to listen to music yet? Sometimes no, Ryder will play music I for have you. Not. No. I okay. Yeah. All right. Well, kind of silent. Something to look forward Just, to. I mean, Ryder talking. Oh, good. Good conversation about life. Life, love, and pursuit of happiness. Good. All right. Marsh, tell him. Pack a lunch. All righty. Football is your category. <laughs> Football a, is your category. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, question, question one, Gary. Who is the all-time leader for the Carolina Panthers in sacks? Ooh. It should be Julius Peppers. Uh, Kevin Green. I'm going to go Julius Peppers' final answer. Question number two. The last time the Texans made the playoffs, who did they beat in the wild card round? Oh, okay. Yeah, give me the op. Uh, the last time they made the playoffs there. It had to be Sean Watson. Give me the options. Options are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, or the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see any of those. Huh? Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo Bills or the Chargers? Mm-hmm. This is just a guess. Really. Let's go. They were up against the Chiefs. Did the Chiefs come back and win that game? It was in Kansas City. Did they win? Let's go, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. I think. Final answer? Final answer. Sorry. Question three, Kerry. Which longtime Falcons kicker is the team's all-time leading scorer? This is definitely a Anthony Stalter special. <laughs> Options, please. Matt Bryant, Jay Feely, or Morton Anderson? Ooh, got to be Morton Anderson. Final answer. Question number four. This coach went 68-60 and 60 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, becoming the winningest coach in Jags history. Hey, Tom Coughlin? Let's go Tom Coughlin. Final answer. All right. Let's go over these. Who's the all-time leading uh, sack leader for the Carolina Panthers? Tony, you went with Julius Peppers. Carrie, you went with Julius Peppers. Correct answer is... It is Julius Peppers. But Carrie didn't use the option, so we have a 2-1 lead for Carrie. The last time the Texans made the playoffs, who did they beat in the wild card round? Carrie, you said the Kansas City Chiefs. Tony, you said the Buffalo Bills. Correct answer is... It is the Buffalo Bills. Gosh, darn it. Tony did need the options, though, so we have a 2-2 tie. I forgot about that game. Is that the Tyrod Taylor game? Or am I thinking of something else? Didn't they play the... I was trying to remember. I think they were beating the... the they, they, they were. They and beat the Chiefs the, came they back. They were yes. big with Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> the Chiefs came back and won. And that. the Chiefs came back and I won. I couldn't remember if they finished That was the year they, went, they won the Super Bowl. They beat the... Yeah, uh, 49ers. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, 2 2 tie. Which longtime Falcons kicker is the team's all time leading scorer? You guys both took the options. You both landed on Morton Anderson. Correct answer is. It is Matt Bryant. Matt Bryant. I would have gone with Mort, too. (laughs) It seemed like the logical answer. Yeah, you would think. 2 2 tie. This coach went 68-60 and 60 with the Jacksonville Jaguars, beco- becoming the winningest coach in Jaguars history. 
You both went with Tom Coughlin. <laughs> but Carrie didn't use the options. Oh, alrighty. Here are your options. Jack Del Rio, Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone. If it's Tom Coughlin, Carrie wins today by one. If it's Jack Del Rio or Doug Marone, we're heading to a walk-off. Have you ever done a walk-off? Uh, once. It's terrible. Twice. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'd rather just be Tom Coughlin and get out of here. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Tony. You have chosen Ugh. poorly. You lose. It was Tom Coughlin. You know, Tony, this was a tough one. You actually had three correct answers to CDs two, but as you mentioned, you kind of forecasted it. You wish you would have just took the shot a couple of times because you figured Kerry would know it off the top of his head, and that's how he got you today, not using the options on two of them. So he I wins did. four to three. Sorry, Tony. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, Kerry. Yes, sir. Um. I listen to you all the time in the morning. I'm glad you're on the afternoon, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us as well. All right, brother. Thanks, Tony. All right, see you guys. Nice job, Kerry. Yeah. Got off Fine, the snide, go. man. You got yeah, off the snide. Nice job. Gosh, First gauntlet 3.0 victory yes. for Kerry. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Good job. Needed man. to be football. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, the te- I, I don't remember the Bills. Matt Bryant? Bills and Texans. I don't remember that one either. He, I. See, uh, Morton Anderson was there for like 80 years. He was. He was with the Saints for 80 years, <laughs> 80 years too. Okay. Mort, th- Mort, <laughs> they he retired, and then they begged him to come out of retirement yes. for for a while. So he might have been there when you were there. Mm, uh, he might have been. Hell, I don't remember. He, possible. You were there in 04, right? Yeah. No, no. I think that was probably Jay Feely. Wasn't that Feely with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. He came back in 06. He came uh, back he in 06? Yeah, he came back to the wow. Falcons in 06. That guy uh, was incredible. Spent four or five years in Atlanta. Okay. It felt like right. a while. Six years. Three. He yeah, sent six. them to the he was sent them to the ninety eight Super Bowl. Gosh darn it. Over the Vikings. That team was a juggernaut. I know you weren't a Vikings fan. Wasn't then. a fan at the time. I know you weren't uh, were you you weren't even alive they at that point. They, what that team that was ninety eight. That team was alive. That team should have won. That team should have beat the, that Falcons team, I thought. They had them beat. They had. They were. They were the better. They had like one of the highest. They were fifteen until, and one. Yeah, to that point, that before the Rams came about yes. the following year, they were like the highest scoring offense, best most yards in a, in a season. They were outstanding. That was Randall Cunningham. Yeah. It was Moss's rookie year. Chris Carter, Robert Smith. The yeah. defense up front at least was good. Julius Randall. Mm. Remember Julius Randall? Uh that, I mean that they, they had they had some dudes yes, on that team, and then they lost, and then they lost. Checks out. Gary Anderson, the kicker, had not missed a yes. field goal all year, mm. and he missed a field goal that would have put him up by ten, with like two wow. minutes left, and he missed it. Falcons go down, they score, and they win an OT. Man, he was probably happy that Blair Walsh missed that field goal in the <laughs> playoffs against sure the Seahawks. I'm sure, I'm sure he still felt bad. That was that that team. That team was oh, absolutely. Oh, that guy incredible. missed a field goal in the playoffs. <laughs> Randy I'm Moss. Good to go. There was a play in that game too where Randy Moss was wide open. Always in is. overtime. Always was. And Eugene Robinson came out of nowhere Maybe. and knocked the ball well, how out. Did, how well did Eugene play in the Super Bowl? Uh, not well, because he got arrested <laughs> the night before. <laughs> did you hear about that, Marsh? Oh, yeah. The safety for, I mean, he played for a long time. He was I with the Packers. So. I feel like you brought this up before. Yeah. yeah he's, he, uh, he's outside looking for some people to hang out with late at night. In Miami. Mm. 
He was looking for some company in Miami. Yeah. Got arrested. By the way. Apparently she was a cop. (laughs) Oh. That's not good. I saw something After he accepted the award for, like, being the best guy in the league, too. Like the I forget I, I don't the good guy award yeah I don't know what yeah, it, maybe it, it wasn't the Walter Payton award. it wasn't the Walter it was, Payton award it was like something man else of the, man, man of the man year it's like NFL yeah. man of the year <laughs> yeah he is watch this he, he thought it was gonna work oh, on you, the streets do, help, do you happen. remember when uh, Odell and the Giants went on that boat yeah, yeah. went down I saw something on Twitter that he was trying to get a boat together for the Ravens. People were like, don't get on that boat, Lamar. Don't get on that boat. Good for them. I don't blame them. All right, Chris Kirby's going to join us next. We'll talk a little blues hockey with the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time for Curbside with the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite contractor. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Blues hockey tonight. Blues Rangers pregame starting at 6 o'clock. Joining us right now to talk all things blues is our guy Chris Kerber. Joining us via the 101 ESPN Celebrity Line. What's up, Kerbs? Oh, doing good, Anthony. How are you? Well, not too good. Uh, <laughs> okay. What happened? You were on the Excuso show this morning, huh? 105.7 The Point. <laughs> Apparently yeah, they were okay, complaining to you. Said. Yeah, they were whining to me, but then, uh, but but I guess they, I guess they they conceded to you guys. I don't know the full story. There was something about some rules, things, and ties or something. You, so, but you probably I'm not didn't in the middle the, of all that. You probably didn't get I the full have, story from them. No, no. Well, well, well. Listen, here's the thing. I have daughters, guys, so I've learned to stay the hell out of drama whenever. <laughs> I can. That's that's very smart. The only thing I'll ask you: if the Blues wind up with more goals tonight than the Rangers, is that considered a win or a tie? I just I don't. Uh, in the end, I think that would be considered a win. Ah, okay. there you go. All that's right. all that matters. All that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Curbs, what do you think about the changes done by the power play? Obviously a necessity, but what do you think that Drew Bannister is trying to get out of this this new-look power play besides well, goals? Look, it's, it, yeah, look, well, that's what he's trying to get. The reality <laughs> of it is is you, you were getting plenty of chances uh, on the other times, and but you had thirty, basically 39 games of, well, we're getting chances. And, um, and and they just weren't going in. So I think what he's done by putting Pareko on the one unit with Jake Neighbors uh, net front and then putting both the defensemen uh, who are good moving the puck and Krug and Perunovic on the other unit with uh, Sundquist net front, uh, you're trying to get some screens in front of the other goaltender's eyes and you're looking for some mucking around in front of the net. And uh, because, honestly, honest to goodness, it if the Blues had any kind of a power play this season, I think they're in a playoff spot right now rather than on the outside. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel that they're pressing a little bit knowing that they are dead last in, in uh, power play percentage? And if they were able to score a few more here, few more goals here and there, they would be a much better team. You know, Kerry, I was watching the Colorado-Vegas game last night. And on one of the Las Vegas power, the first power play that Vegas had in the game, they were moving around. They were wheeling the puck around. They got three chances at the net, and it just didn't go in. 
on the second power play chance they had, they did what the Blues are doing a lot. And they're kind of holding it along the wing, and they're just they're trying to they get that little bump play to the middle of the ice, almost like okay, this is how we're going to try to score. And they're forgetting, and, and and they abandon everything on their first that they did on their first power play. It's exactly what the Blues did in the last game, the first sixty seconds of the first power play that they had against Florida might have been the best 60 seconds I've seen on the power play all season. That includes the ones where they've scored a goal. Uh, and, and then they didn't do it the rest of the way. They kept trying to bump plays. They tried to force a play through, and either you don't have the skill for it or you, the other teams are just that good at defending it with the sticks. And if you're not moving around, if you're not you know, really working that puck with some one-touch passing, maybe skipping one of the – you know, one of the passes along the way and, and getting it down low, things like that. If you're not doing what Matthew Kachuk did, if the Blues are going to give you the goal line, take it to the net. What happens? Well, they take it to the net. they got to cover the goal line, then there's an open pass in the middle. Those are things like that. So are they pressing? Yeah, I'm sure they're pressing. I mean, these are really good hockey players. These are guys that care. These are guys that know that that could be a difference maker, and it hasn't been, uh, and they know what they need to do. So, are they pressing? Yes. Should they be? Yes. But, you know, these are there's a lot more skill on the ice than the power play totals are showing. And I, I like the changes. Now, I, I hope the changes stay the same. Like, like, I hope you stick with these for a few games and see what happens, and we'll, we'll see if that happens. Chris Gerber, Voice of the Blues, joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Chris, we haven't had an opportunity. I know it's a couple days later, but we, I, I want to hear your thoughts because not only are you a man of, you know, um, uh, of hockey, but also somebody that has been in the media for a while. You know how things are done. You know things uh, how things sh- should be done properly. What, what was your takeaway from this Kevin Hayes situation? What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great topic, Anthony. Uh, uh, you know what? Let's go back to the original comments that were made. Sure. Um, I I don't understand it. And look, you listen. You guys are right in the middle of. You're in talk radio. You're trying to fill time, right? You've got opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think somebody's connecting dots that I don't believe. These, does he, does he know the kid? Yes. Did he know Gutter? Yeah. But um, to, to think that he's saying, "Boy, whatever you do, avoid going there." I, I don't think that would be. That's even remotely close here. And so I think maybe, and, and I, I don't even know if I should, I don't know the guy that said it. I don't know if he gets the benefit of the doubt, um, you, you know, in terms of did he have a source that told him something? Yeah, but does that mean it was accurate? No, not necessarily. Uh, looking at Kevin Hayes, hearing from Kevin Hayes, I don't believe for a moment that Kevin Hayes had any kind of a role in that. But I do like what John Tortorella said yesterday. Now, look, I'm not a fan of how John Tortorella handles the media. And I got to tell you, I interviewed John Tortorella when he was the head coach. He was a Calder Cup champion, head coach of the, of the uh, Rochester Americans. And then, I, and then when I was in the NHL, got with him again, did another interview with him up here. He, he was always fantastic. In the interviews I did, he's engaging, he's smart, he's funny. And this cantankerous side of him that came out, whether it be with his time in New York or time in Vancouver, you know, whatever it may be, it, it's a shame. I, I don't know. The one, I, I like the fact that he called out the guy, mm-hmm. you know, that, that he said it. But I don't like what he did earlier in the week, you know, after the trade. Like, you know, and just he's, he's a bit cantankerous to it. But I think it's fair for a coach to, to stand up for him. And I like what John Tortorella did in that situation yesterday. He's saying, yo, you're here. Like, you did that. Like, like Kevin and Hayes might, and I might not have seen eye to eye, right? But that's a good man. And, and you're seeing now, guys, especially with what's going on in social media, and this is why we got to be careful, and we have a responsibility as talk show hosts, as, as broadcasters, as, as media members, 
we have a responsibility to be really careful. Because when you do get something wrong, look at what Kevin said. Now I'm getting text messages. I'm getting threats on social media, all this other stuff. That kind of stuff happens, right? And and what do you take seriously? What do you not take seriously right. on those? And so, look, I, I, I believe that um, – I believe the guy in Philadelphia should come out and, and either and either back it up. I don't I don't believe that you always that you have to tell your source, but you better back it up with some other fact, or you owe a public apology in this case. And here's and now and one other thing, real quick on this. Sure, guys. Like like I was pretty I was pretty blunt about the the. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I was really blunt about the play of Jacob Verona in that last game. Okay. Now I don't say I don't believe in saying anything on the air. I wouldn't say to a guy's face. Okay. You go into the room the next day, and if a guy hears for about it and has a problem with you, he has a chance to, to say something to you. But if I had gone into the room, and I, and I did check this with a couple, I said, here's what I said. Did I see that play properly? And I had two people say, yeah, you saw that play right, and, and we're on it. But if they had looked at me and said, well, Curbs, actually, it was really this guy's guy, and this was how this play should have been defended, I, you got to go on the air and own it and correct yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to have that kind of integrity and responsibility, and and I hope that that's what this guy in Philadelphia does. Curbs, this sounds like, and you you've been around you know a while. You've been in different markets. This sounds like something that I used to run into a little bit with the when the Rams were here, and you'd go down, you go down to training camp or practice, and you get to know some of the personnel um, or the staff members of the team, and you get shooting the you know what. And one of the, one of them says something to you, just and it winds up being an opinion, and you you have to realize that it's their opinion. They're not a source to you. You're just having a conversation, and you need to be able to yeah. separate whether or not they're giving you information that you can run with off the record or on the record, or again, they're just giving you their opinion. And it sounds like. Somebody within the Flyers was given this this guy his his opinion, like, oh yeah, maybe this has got Kevin Hayes written all over, and all of a sudden he runs with it, and now he's you know he says he's got sources. That's a that's that's way yeah. different than what guys like Jeremy Rutherford and Derek Gould and and actual reporters do when you have three sources at the minimum. That's what it sounds like to yeah, me. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it, it could be, but the, the the guy, as you said, you got to be smarter yes. than, than, than than to say like like. And here's the other thing that you ask yourself, and and I get it. Maybe it isn't sexy. Maybe it doesn't you know move the needle in a lot of things. But what's the be- like like what's the benefit of saying that? What's right. the, unless you are absolutely sure that that was said, and you are really confident in your sources? What's the benefit of saying that? And I had a situation early on here where the St. Louis Blues were looking to trade, and you hear all the rumors about the Blues trading for Keith Kachuk. Now, I had been in Springfield where we were affiliated with the Coyotes, right? It was the early days of the Internet, but you can get the Arizona uh, paper online, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, and I'm reading, I'm reading the, the, every day I'm reading the clippings about the Coyotes. And there was a beat reporter that put out a pretty negative article on Keith Kachuk, okay? So that's my impression of this scenario. Now a year later, I'm doing a, a post-game show, and the rumors are going around about Keith Kachuk, and I'm on the air. I think it was it might have been with Randy and uh, John Hadley at the same time, and Scotty Warman might have been the guy with me. And I said, "Well, here's what I was reading in the paper. Like, so I don't know if this guy is a good locker room guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and because I'm giving my opinion on that. Man, the next day Dallas Drake stops me in the hallway and says, "What are you ripping on my buddy for?" And I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, right? Sure. I said, I, I, uh, "What are you talking about?" He said, "Keith Kachuk," and I said, "Well, here's what I said." He goes, "Right." He goes, that is so far from the truth. 
And I said, well, here's why I said it. This is what I was reading. And he goes, Curbs, let me tell you. He goes, well, this, that beat writer had it out for Kachuk. That beat writer, anytime he could, would railroad Kachuk because he didn't like his personality, didn't like this, didn't like that. And you know what? So the next day I went on the air and I said, hey, listen, I talked to Dallas Drake, and this is what I said on the air. I obviously was very wrong in, in my opinion on this. This is what a guy said that was in the locker room with him. Well, then we look at what Kachuk was like here and what he was like, and Dallas Drake was absolutely right. That beat writer was wrong, and I was wrong in what I said. But, again, it's, it is how you can even take something like I'm reading something from a beat writer thinking that this is accurate, and even that wasn't accurate. So you, you, you learn to be very careful because it, it can have an impact. Right. You can't just run your mouth. Curves, we, we've been talking a lot about the prospects and the guys from the World Juniors. Jimmy Snuggaroo's name keeps coming up. Um, obviously, the Blues have been struggling power play and, and sometimes offensively. Does that speed his time up getting here? Does that speed the clock for him to get here? Or is he just going to come when he comes and, and be here when he needs to be here? He's going to come when he gets here. He'll be here when he needs to be here. Now, there was a lot of excitement. You know, 15 years ago with T.J. Oshie and uh, and after his second year, because you tend to see a lot of guys coming out after their second year. And fans may remember T.J. said, no, I, I, we had a chance to win a national championship. I want to go back. And, and T.J. ended up going back to North Dakota for his third year. In this case, and based on the comments made from Doug Armstrong there, especially with knees having having moved on and Cooley having moved on, it doesn't seem like that's the trajectory of this Minnesota team. I was looking at it. After the last game, you know they their last regular season game is 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 in March. Then you've got uh, their conference tournament. You've got the NCAA tournament. They're third, I think, in their in their in their league right now. So, you know, typically, if, if you were to go to the Frozen Four all the way through, uh, you're talking about the a team moving into the playoffs. So go back a few years ago with Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr went to the uh, the Frozen Four with uh, UMass Amherst. When they lost out in the Frozen Four, the next night he was playing, or two nights later, he was playing for Colorado and got a, an assist in that game. You know, do the Blues make the playoffs? I don't know. How much does he play here? I don't know. But your your options end up really being, if they meet after this season and decide he wants to turn pro, there's two options. If the Blues have a chance at the playoffs or in the playoffs, they could bring him right here, right now. And then does it burn a year of his eligibility? Yeah, but honestly, if the player's that good, you don't care, Right. Uh, and then the other option is you sign him, basically, you sign him to a, uh, an amateur tryout. He finishes the year with Springfield and then comes in and starts his NHL year the next year. But the way it's pointing out, Kerry, if I'm, if I'm shaking up the tea leaves and pulling out a tarot card um, and knowing that I don't know how to read them, take this for what it is. But <laughs> I, I, I do think at some point in time at the end of this season, you see him either here in St. Louis or in Springfield. As I, I, I get the sense that his pro career will be starting then. Curbs, good stuff. Have a great call tonight. We'll be listening. All right, guys. Have an awesome rest of the day. Same to you. Thank See you. you. Guys. That's Chris right. Gerber here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Let's do NFL fill in the blank next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Some Anthony Stalter time for NFL fill in the blank. All right, gentlemen, let's get this going. Blank benefits the most from Bill Belichick leaving New England. Ooh. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Patriots. The Jets. The Patriots. I was thinking maybe the same thing. <laughs> wow. The Patriots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was thinking the Jets because he beat them so much over the years, but yeah, they ain't been great the last couple been great. years. Yeah, no, that's you're you're right. You're right. It's time for it's time for a restart. Yeah, fresh blood. Yeah, because I don't know who else who else would benefit from him leaving. I mean, it, in years past, it would have been anybody the in the AFC, AFC East. East. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's times have changed. The Patriots. Yeah, things have changed. Mox. Yeah. You're the starting quarterback now. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots. You're right, Kerry. It is. It's the Patriots. It's just that the time. The time is is come. The time has come, man. It's it's it. it's, it's it was a good run. Mm-hmm. They had a great run. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. The head coach of a of a NFL team. Yeah, it's a great run. Dynasty in yeah. in a salary cap sport. We're free. We're, we're, that is designed to have parity. It helps when your quarterback doesn't have to take the highest amount. It helps when everybody falls in line. Man, they didn't know. And your to. quarterback. They all did. They didn't want necessarily want to. They but all they, did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Marsh. <laughs> all right. Blank will be an unsung hero in the playoffs. Ooh. Yeah. Unsung hero, someone you don't expect. I, Somebody you don't the expect. name. Oh, <laughs> well, I know who ain't going to be. Ain't going to be one of those Chiefs receivers. I'm what about what about Rishi Rice? I was actually thinking Isaiah Pacheco. That's that's the first name that came to mind. I got one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. Because, Let me just cut you off. Yeah, 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 no, no problem. Do your thing. Are you, are you explaining something? Let me just cut you off and get to what I want to say. My bad, Carrie. Go ahead. Yeah, I would say Pacheco. Pacheco. And part of me, small part of me, wants to say Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. I, I you love Odell. You and I get into it about Odell off, all the time. What he did, we're not going to pretend like had he not torn his ACL in the Super Bowl a few years ago, he would not have been the Super Bowl MVP. Over he Stafford? Over anyone. Over Cup? Over, over, Cup. Cup, yes. over Aaron Donald? Yes. He was on, yeah, yeah, you might want to go back and look at the tape. He scored that first touchdown. He was he did. balling You're right. prior to getting hurt. You don't believe it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I believe less that I told you he wasn't going to, when he signed with the Ravens, you and I did a podcast on Gridiron Guys. Yeah. And you, and were, you weren't a fan. I was like, I, it, I, not that I'm not a fan of Odell, I just, he's done. He's he's done. Is he? Yes. All right. What about this year where you're like, man, he's got it. I don't know. <laughs> I have three guys. Three guys in mind. Can I can I give my one that I cut oh, yeah. off? Sorry cut for off. Cu- yeah, sorry for cutting you off, Anthony. It's just far from the course. Perfect. <laughs> nice job, Marsh. James Cook. Oh, really? that's a good one. James Cook, running back for the Bills. No. <laughs> just because I just because no. I crapped on yours, no, because the Bills won't hand them the football. Well, yeah, set on song. Yeah, I think if they do, James Cook can have a huge impact. I like that one. Like he like he was when Joe Brady took over. They give Thank him you, the, Mike. Uh, they give him the football. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. I have two names now. <laughs> Carrie, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna float these names out there. You say yes or no. I'll start with the one that you just said, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I think. All, possibly. All not. three of these players are Pittsburgh Steelers. What about uh, Jalen Warren? He put the ball on the ground a couple of games ago. And I did. I'm not a fan of it. I didn't like it. They were ripping the ball away from me. Seems like a little bit of a. Uh, I didn't like that. So. Mm-hmm. And, and Najee actually, for as much as. 
as many of opportunities that Jalen Warren got all year, Najee Harris still had over 1,000 yards. So I think Najee is going to get the bulk of the carries, bulk of the opportunities, because he doesn't put the ball on the ground, and Jalen did last game, last couple of games. So I, I would say no for Jalen. And Najee Harris was my other guy. <laughs> he, he's been playing better football as yes. of late. Yeah. Well, it helps when you got people up front that block. I got one more. Mm. How about how about uh, Viani's very own Kyron Williams? Ooh, that's a really that's a nice good one. one. I mean, he has had an Would outstanding second half. he be unsung, though, because of how good he's been playing? So when I say Rams, who do you think of? I mean, Matt Cooper Stafford, Stafford. Puka Nakua. So I would say yes on Kyron Williams. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Even Why Sean wouldn't you McVay. pick your favorite player for the playoffs? Who's my favorite player? Shaky Bakey. That's not. <laughs> how, could you, how could you do that? How could you do that to me? You got them beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I do. Because the Eagles. Is it going to be on the strength a of a Baker bird. Mayfield 300 uh, plus yard game? It's got less to do with Shaky Bakey and more to do with the current version of the Eagles. They ain't going to win. You're right. The, the Eagles Bucks. are not going to win. <laughs> All right. Blank is the best matchup on paper this weekend. Oh, Dolphins Chiefs. I was going to say Rams Lions. Mm, I, I think the the Lions the Lions should win that game. I don't. I don't. They're at home. They got. I think that the they are the better team. Um, I understand the. The hubbub with Stafford coming back and golf facing his former team and, you know, Detroit and all of the trade that happened, trading two quarterbacks for basically swapping teams. But I still think that Chiefs and Dolphins game, because you still have, I mean, it's it's Kansas City. Obviously, they are, until further notice, still the champions and, and have done a great job, as best of a job as they can do. Defensively, they've been outstanding. And I want to see what this Miami Dolphins offense looks like. Versus that defense, and it's going to be like zero degrees yeah. this weekend. I think Miami's done. You think? They're done. It may surprise Put you. Put a fork in them. See how the first – I'll know – well, you know what? You usually know in the first, first, I guess, eight to ten minutes of that game. <laughs> first drive, first couple of drives. If they go three and out. These guys look cold. It's over. They went to Pittsburgh one year, and they I, I was, froze. It was a bad day. Oh, like, they, oh yeah, you were yeah. telling. Yeah, you Antonio were talking about Brown this. Antonio Brown caught a yeah. pass down the sideline, and when I tell you, they ho- their whole sideline looked like, yeah, that, we, didn't, we didn't need to be here. It's That's time, right. That's time to go home. That led to the Vic and Philly conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. freezing there that night that day. Last one here. This one will probably be quick for Anthony, but blank will misfire on their coaching hire. The Carolina Panthers. Oh, okay. Not the team I was thinking of. <laughs> you were thinking I was going to go with Atlanta. Atlanta ah, same Atlanta division. Falcons. Um, They've got you know choices what? this time around. Who will, who will misfire? Actually, I got a better one. The, the Raiders. Raiders. Tennessee. Because they're Ooh, already screwed up. No. I know you won't say it. I won't. That's I know my guy. you won't say it. That's, That's your guy. My guy. But I don't even think like it's a Rand Carthon thing. I I, I wonder it's if Amy thing. yeah, Amy Adams strong. I mean, it's you get rid Raiders. of Mike Vrabel. It's the Raiders. Just 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 give Antonio Pierce a full time gig. Why would they do that, Anthony? That'd be too much like right. And they're the Raiders. You don't do things the easy way. Good call. Oakland Oakland slash Las Vegas. Good call. Now. Good Man. call. Never done it right. I'm going to say the Titans, <laughs> but you're probably going to be right. It's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Uh, the Sports Six Pack is next 314 399 9646. You get a sports related question for us, send it in. We'll answer it here on 101 ESPN. We're right.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is now. Time for the sports six pack here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN with Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter. And here is Andrew Marsh. Question number one. Guys, Chris Kerber was talking about TJ Oshie and whether or not he was going to go back to school or come play for the Blues. Well, he did play in the Frozen Four that was here in St. Louis back in 2007. I went to that game. He ended up being one of my favorite players growing up and is the one of the reasons why I ended up going to North Dakota. Is there really? a player that, when you were growing up, influenced you to go to your alma mater? Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was yeah. not. I mean, I was not a basketball player. So Thunder Dan Marley was a CMU player, okay. but Thunder wasn't, Dan. wasn't my favorite. Yep. Okay. Uh, Chris Kamen. I was, I took, I had a couple of classes with Chris Kamen mm-hmm. at really? Central Michigan. Yep. But again, not an influence. Mm-hmm. Him and I were the same grade. Yeah. Antonio Brown was a couple years after me. He was not an influencer, but <laughs> but Will Clark was the reason why, I, as I was growing up, I was a Giants fan, and Dion was the reason I was a Falcons fan. Yeah, for me, um, watching the bragging rights game, Kiwan Garris, seeing him when I was a young man, I thought that was really cool. Kendall Gill, um, I thought that was those were really good basketball players for the Illini. Interestingly, interestingly enough, LeVar Arrington. Really? Now you may say. Penn State? He didn't go to Illinois. He no. did not. Yeah. But. Didn't he go to Penn State? He did. Okay. However, the LeVar Leap was against Illinois. Mm. And so I watched that play and I was like, I want to go to Illinois because I'd have got that first down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Sorry, Phil. Who else were you considering? Uh, so for those that don't know, I, so, honestly, so Kerry played at Hazelwood Central. Yep. Now you played running back. Yep. You had fullback running back. Fullback running back. Probably more. Did you play defense too, or just hey, offense? I was a mean linebacker. Yeah. Anthony. Oh yeah. And you were yeah. you were recruited as mostly a running back. Yep, fullback, running back. Um, Missouri was one of the schools. I actually had had every intention on going to North Northwestern, and I needed a higher ACT score. Just trying to take that, get that together. Mm-hmm. Michigan was was really high on the list as well. I kind of blew them off for a uh, unofficial visit. Probably one of the worst mistakes I made. Oh. Yeah, they used was- to send like handwritten letters. Probably two, three times a week. Was there a reason for it? I was at Northwestern, and I liked it so much. Yeah, did my you mom. Off? Oh yeah, my mom was like, "You and your father did what?" Well, we were supposed to drive up, but we decided to stay at Northwestern for another day. No call, no show, Anthony. I learned oh. about it early on in life. Don't no call, no show, people. You miss out on wonderful things. You blew off the national champions. Uh, Wow. That's crazy. I like it. No. Crazy. You don't no, like that. He's a Illini. Like, that's crazy. Hey, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Look at him. <laughs> what could have been? Look at him. It's a Super Bowl champion. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Michigan was interested. Michigan, Illinois. Illinois. Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern. Missouri. Um, and you wanted to go to Northwestern. I huh? did. I, I was all in on Northwestern. Uh, Illinois actually came in very late. Really? And so, yeah. And then they had this Coach Mack, has, honestly, had, had Coach Mack's energy. If you ever met Greg McMahon, 
his energy is like through the roof. And I was like, yeah, I like this guy. So Lloyd Carr was was trying to get you to go to Michigan. It was, uh, I forget the recruit, the, the O-line coach. I think he was the recruiting uh, guy for our area. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't great. It might not have been a great decision, Anthony. I don't, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm you not know, perfect. Hey, it worked out. <laughs> it didn't work it out. Worked in the out. I had to go the long route, <laughs> but I got there eventually. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you mentioned the AC team. Man, that thing. I oh, hate the it, ACT. Oh, There's nothing worse than a standardized test. Yeah, yeah. for everybody. I took it one time, got accepted, said, <laughs> good for up. you. Yeah. yeah. One test I for took everybody. It a few times. All of you. Same in, same intelligence level. Yeah. You figure this out. I don't I don't I don't do that well. I took it a few times trying to get into Syracuse because le- Syracuse had a you know, they have one of the top um like journalism programs in the nation. It's where a lot of the ESPN guys come from. Okay. And I forget which what I needed. I took it like three times. I got a point better like each time, yeah. and that was it. Like, I took it. I took it four times, and that last time I just went to sleep in the middle of the test. Like I finished. <laughs> I was so tired. Like you know what? If I don't get it now, I was literally snoring. And the lady said, "Hey, you're 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 loud. Um, wake me up when we get to the next section, then, ma'am." <laughs> Have you seen Little Big League? Yes. Yeah. You remember in the movie where they're trying to figure out they're in the the clubhouse and they're trying to figure out one of Billy's like math questions about no, like the painter. It's the painter. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that they're well. They're painting yeah. like the walls or whatever. They spent like the entire what probably was like an hour or so on just one question. That was me taking a <laughs> taking those tests. It's hard. I'm with you. It's hard. They don't they don't the the uh the ACT is no longer, it's not needed. Now. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, for college, I mean, for uh, for for athletics, for for football. You don't have to have the ACT anymore. They did it during COVID, and they just said, the hell with it, keep it away. That's great. Yeah, hmm. no. That information could have been, been useful to me 20 years ago. Stanford back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford law. Right. <laughs> Question number two. All right, we got a question from Tanisha from the Snake Pit. What is your favorite tailgating food? Ooh. Favorite it? tailgating food? I mean, um, it's hot dogs, brats. Yeah. Man, cold, but cold weather, like chili. Awesome. Ooh, yeah, I had some chili I, the other night. Yeah. yeah. I, um, Jambalaya. I mean, it's a, it's a got to be like a, a bratwurst just uh, hot dog bratwurst just, or just be like barbecue like pulled pork yeah what the hell yeah did I'm you a just, simple man did you just nah, I'm a pulled simple, pork? i don't need I, hey whoa a couple of couple of hot dogs couple of bratwurst like yeah i'm good okay you, you are are you a a mustard only guy on hot dogs yeah i that nonsense I do mustard, I just some relish. Before I even let you tell. What? You I do. said I judged you before I could even tell. I yeah, said you do. Yeah. <laughs> you don't put ketchup on your He's hot that dogs? Guy. No. He's that guy. What? No, but I'm not I'm not one of these snobs who are like, that's you can't. I just don't. I I prefer just mustard, uh, a relish, maybe a chopped onion if mm. they've got it, you know? Do you if guys, I go to Carrie's, yeah. I, I get, I, I'll be lucky to get the bun and the dog. That's it. Mm. Do you guys like packets? Uh, sloppy Joe? I believe it. You big yes. Sloppy Joe fan? Absolutely. Sloppy Joe in no. decades. 
Oh yeah, so good. Yeah, I do I like sloppy joes. Sloppy oh. joes is much sloppy joes. Put a little uh, brown sugar yeah. in it. Wow. Yeah. This is okay. now you're, you you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he is not wrong. Nice. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I do like sloppy joes. Slop, sloppy joes. Should we mm. carry this over? Do we get to two questions? We had two questions. That's not acceptable. Make Let's get them to, extra sloppy. <laughs> Let's get to the other six pack next. on what he's been. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. Let them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... All right, we underachieved in the first six-pack, so why don't we go to question three, please? Question number three. From the 618, is the Patriots the worst head coach opening currently following a Hall of Fame coach, and you might have the worst roster in the NFL? Boy, that's a great when you question. you put it that way, yeah. That's a great question. Because we yeah. did it the other day before he got fired. I mean, before he decided to leave. We did that question, who was the worst? Yeah. Um... Which was the worst place to go? And you think you said Carolina? I said, I said Carolina. I to your, what I said. Well, you started talking. You said Carolina, but you also brought up I the talk, division. Yeah, and then I talked myself out of it because of the division. But if we if we look at your like logic behind it, yeah. it would be New England. Yeah, Buffalo has Josh Allen. <laughs> the Dolphins are set up for for success. Right. And the Jets, at least, you think if he doesn't snap his Achilles again next year, it's possible. The Jets are okay; they're they're certainly better than you. Yeah, the the New England Patriots are probably the worst team. That roster's not good. You got Ramondre Those, Stevenson. Yeah. Them and the Panthers are the worst team in terms of the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you got a couple of defensive guys. Anthony, I don't know who their receivers are. Oh, then you've got uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby, no, no he's a he's Raider. Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you do that on purpose? They've got Devonte uh, Parker. Uh, okay, they've got. The, he was the fourth receiver in Miami, right? Yeah. Okay, they he's got, their number uh, one. Demario Douglas. Yeah, don't know him. They've got Tyquan Thornton. They got Kayvon Boutte. Sure. Yep. Is From Kendrick LSU. Bourne? Kendrick Bourne is still there. Uh, huh? All right. Yeah. Jason Bourne? Can I offer you a mic? Oh, my God, it's Jason Bourne. (laughs) 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 Can I offer you a Mike Gusecki at tight end? How how many passes did he catch? Not money. Yeah. Not many. Neither one of them. Those guys both came over from... from Hunter Henry's been okay. Hunter Henry's been okay. He has been. Gusecki is not. No. Hunter Henry... Listen to me. You You didn't even mention Juju. See what I'm saying? There's a reason for that. <laughs> they took. He's a Super Bowl champion, at least. They took the third best receivers from a lot of rosters and put them on theirs. Yeah. I mean, look, Carolina, Carolina's got a lot of issues. They've got, first and foremost, they've got a they've got a, an owner that meddles. He already fired two guys immediately. He did. The culture is a problem in Carolina. If you can figure out Bryce Young. And start winning in a bad division. Is he broken? I don't know if he's broken. You know, we said the same thing about Trevor Lawrence. We, we said did. Trevor Lawrence. Oh no! And then the, the he got good coaching the right. year after, and they were in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I, Bryce Young is not Trevor Lawrence, no. but 
He was the number one overall pick. He is somebody I think he's got way more talent than what was, was displayed. If you can figure it out with him and start winning in a bad division, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would still lean Carolina, but New England, that, that roster, that division, taking over Belichick, man, that's a that's a tough, tough uh, hill to climb. Yeah. Question number four. If Stalter can paint a house in five hours and Carrie can paint a house in three oh, hours, man. how long would it take them to paint it together? <laughs> <laughs> Eight hours. <laughs> four. Isn't that four? It'd be four. <clears throat> Should be. If you average three and I average five, then you take those averages. Divide four. them by two. Yes. Let's go with it. Mm-hmm. Final answer. Is that right? I have no idea. <laughs> of course it's right. It's from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> then they ask, what color is the paint? <laughs> It matters how quickly it dries. <laughs> What's the quality of paint? Where are we buying the paint? paint Is it on sale? We have? we have rollers? What are we doing here? Hmm? Good question. Are we taping? It, if hey. we don't tape, it's definitely cutting down time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be paint a little bit everywhere. But Something to think about. Okay. What else are we doing that day? <laughs> this is why we failed. <laughs> question number five. From the 636, how proud is Cardinal Hat Guy from Ballpark Village that you guys are talking about Mizzou more? Carrie, do I? I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know Cardinal Hat Guy. He was he was there not this past year, right? Marsh, it was last year on opening day, wasn't it? It was 2022. So we broadcast from Ballpark Village. Mm -hmm. We have the last couple of years on opening day. And we're up on the stage, and there's a gentleman wearing a Cardinals hat, like a hat with an actual Cardinal, like on it, yep. right? Fake, okay. fake Cardinal okay. bird okay. on the red jacket, all that stuff. And he comes bolting up to the stage <laughs> in in one of the breaks, and he goes, he's he's pointing at us. He goes, he goes, I like your station, but you don't you don't talk nearly enough about Mizzou. And I, being the jerk that I am, I looked at him and I said, that's what I've been telling these guys for years. And so he decided to point at Jamie and directed all of his anger at Jamie. How do we don't talk enough Mizzou? It was the day I think they they got somebody that day. It was, was it? It, or maybe that week. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was Burden. Well, no, it couldn't been, have been burned because that was April, two years March ago. April. Yeah, there was somebody December. that yeah. like came over, right? And uh, and he was like, "You guys didn't mention this. You didn't talk about it. All I gotta hear about is the is the Cardinals bullpen." And like he's standing there <laughs> with a fake bird on his on the bill of his cap, dressed it just dripping in red Cardinal stuff. He's like, "All you guys talk about," and Jamie, I I thought he was gonna punch. I thought he was gonna punch him. <laughs> I thought we are going to be picking up this guy's bones uh, everywhere. But Jamie, off his hat. yeah, but Jamie held this. Uh, Jamie held this cool. He was fine. And uh, Cardinal Hat oh, guy, I think, uh, is now proud of us for talking, talking about Mizzou football. Yep. There you go. By the way, the, the answer to that math question oh. is roughly one point nine hours. One point eight seven five. There's no an, way. An hour and fifty two minutes and thirty seconds, huh? according to the Google machine. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know how that works. So how many if, breaks are we taking? If it takes you three <laughs> or if it takes you five hours, right, to yeah. paint paint the house, that means you take one divided like one fifth mm-hmm. per hour, right? right? Same with carry one third. You do some math there. Sure. You know, uh, looks like one one third plus one fifth equals one x or uh-huh. one divided by x and you do some math and it equals what i just said interesting so about four hours no an hour and 50 so roughly about minutes. four hours <laughs> <laughs> three things no are we drinking yeah. yeah i mean you can i mean if you're drinking while you're you know cutting the lawn doing all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. you know, mowing some that grass you're, you're trimming the hedges there you go it doesn't you gotta do it while you're painting. Doing? It doesn't feel like you're like it's taking a Not long time, Mm-mm. but it actually is. It's mm-hmm. taking double now. Mm-hmm. So I'll say about sixteen hours. Okay. Okay. That's a long time. It's more time than doing it by yourself. That's right. It's All true. Right. Drink. Question drink, number buddy. six. <laughs> From the 314, let's say money is not an issue and you could choose all 32 NFL teams to sign with this offseason. You just want to win a Super Bowl. Which team are you signing with? No issue. Money is not an issue. 49ers. Any team, you are picking them to win a Super Bowl in 2024? I get to sign with the Niners. I want to win a Super Bowl. 49ers. They've got stability. I'm not They've got to that. Great roster. And knowing me and my abilities, whatever position I'm playing, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna help them. What so, are you, like a gunner? Probably. What are you probably playing? Like what position gunner. are you playing? Yeah, probably, gunner? probably a, a gunner slash left out. Invincible <laughs> too. <laughs> you know Invincible what? too. Yeah. I, I won't pick the same team as you, so I'll pick a different team. I would probably pick the Detroit Lions. The team that has never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. It's got to, I mean, at some point it's got to happen, right? No. <laughs> it's not how that no. works. Everybody doesn't get, no. everybody gets stars in the in the hockey game. Well, Why can't the, everybody get a championship? Hence my problem <laughs> with the stars, you know? Which, but by no, the way, not every team. No. Like the Falcons, the Lions. Wow. There are teams that will never win the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. And I, I know what Blues fans know what Blues fans are saying right now. I didn't think the Blues were going to win. It could, yeah, happen. could happen. It can't. Okay. It really can't. <laughs> uh, the Lions, they haven't won a playoff game. The Lions, <laughs> I wasn't even that born out this the last weekend. time they won a playoff That'll be game. be done this weekend. Look, there are teams in all sports that merely exist for the other teams. I agree. That's it. That's in all levels too. At all levels. College. Some people say that about Illinois. You, you think uh, I'm a fan of Hell this with team? Those people though. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, fine, I, I, Illinois football. Let's That's not discredit the basketball team. Very now. true. Please, very thank true. You. But think about it. There, uh, in all sport, basketball. You're a huge basketball fan, Kerry. Yeah. There are te- the Portland Trailblazers aren't going to win an NBA title. Probably not. I mean, they did get rid of their best player. The, tr- the Portland Trailblazers are not going to win an NBA title. Hey, people said that about the Denver Nuggets too. They look at them. I don't feel like people would ever say that about the Nuggets. They've said that about the Nuggets. The LA Clippers. Clippers. <laughs> there you go. The Clippers exist for other teams. But they are really good this year. They got. Four future Hall of Famers? They're not going to win it all. You don't think? No, they're the Clippers. <laughs> He'll figure it out. This somewhere. is my point. <laughs> NHL, Marshy. Mm. 
Like the Ottawa Senators are not going to ever win anything. I mean, they could. Actually, they've, they've I shouldn't. I, should, I shouldn't use that. <laughs> Our guy Brady's there. Let's look at another team in the NHL. Um, Columbus, Columbus Blue, Blue Jackets. Jackets. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Same conclusion. Solid there we go. one. The Blue Jackets. There you go. What about the Coyotes? Yeah, they're not going to win anything. They're never going to win anything. They've been close. They're playing in a kinda shoebox, small arena. Yeah. That's not. Hey, don't be hating on the mullet now. (laughs) By the way, we got a text from the 618. Anthony's position is guard slash tackle. Guard the water and tackle anyone that comes near it. That's right. Darn darn right. I got got promoted from left out then. There you go. I like that. There you go. By the way, about the stars, we need the text line to send us in their three stars of the day. Yeah. We do that uh, every day now here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. All right, Bill Belichick has parted ways he and the patriots have decided to part ways so where how does this look for the rest of i mean you got some you got some intriguing coaching hires this is one of the more in, intriguing coaching cycles i would mm-hmm. say in quite a while it's not just the hot co- coordinators which is typically what it is we're talking about you know coaches that have won super bowls coaches that are well regarded like mike vrabel we'll get into it next on 101 espn we're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Oh, Bill Belichick. Oh, how I miss you. I just want to kiss you. They just got rid of you. Oh, Bill Belichick. Didn't flatten that ball. It was Tom Brady. You didn't spy gate. You didn't deflate gate. He's insane. So why fire him when it should have been Mr. Kraft? <laughs> What's that from? That was Chandler Jones today on Twitter. <laughs> Chandler <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Holy smokes! Not bad. That's not bad at all. Bad, bad, not bad. Wow. Chandler Jones, one of the many players that Bill Belichick said, "You know what? I'm going to get rid of you now, so I don't have to Just pay you." Just a little bit early. Yeah. Uh, so might have been a good thing. Might have been a good <laughs> Looking thing. Looking at it now, maybe. Besides Tom Brady, has there, was there a player that he really messed up on getting getting rid of too soon? Um, that's not to say that like like Lawyer Malloy went on and had good seasons with Buffalo and even Atlanta. Was it? Uh, Vince Wolfert didn't do much. Yeah. Light was it? Light Matt Light? Am I thinking of the offensive lineman that Matt they Light? Yeah, maybe not. They traded but, him. Like Vrabel didn't go on and really beat him. No. Um, maybe Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri's a good one. <clears throat> like that might be one. Richard Seymour. I Richard know he Seymour wound up with the was, Raiders. Yeah, but... Was another one because he had plenty of, I think, plenty sure. left in the tank. Moss was was on the. Like the second half, the back nine of his career, I yeah. think, at that point. It's crazy to think, but yeah. He, I it, thought he was done with the Raiders, though. So the fact that the that yeah, Belichick that he came got in and, and kind of revived him. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that, was part of his, that was part of his thing, though, to take disgruntled veterans. Like, Did he get rid of – Wes Welker would be another one because Wes went to Denver. 
and yeah. they had, and they went to they went on to have some uh, some Super Bowl runs. So here's the thing with with Belichick, and this goes back to the Brady comment too. In the end, that is the thing that became his undoing because when he let go of Wes Welker and he goes to Denver, okay, mm-hmm. he had Julian Edelman. Yeah, any of those defensive guys, for example, Ty Law. Like yeah. Ty Law was an incredible Patriot, right? Uh, great Michigan player too. When he got the call from Michigan, he went. which is a reference to something carrie said earlier today you'd have to check it out on the podcast thanks man ty law was a great wolverine (laughs) but you had asante samuel like he always had somebody ready to go and then darrell revis right yeah he always had somebody to replace the only time he didn't and it wasn't all his fault either because robert Kraft said hey Get this good-looking Greek quarterback out of here. <laughs> My boy Tom Brady is feeling a little nervous. He had the he had the kind of the QB in waiting in Jimmy G. But yeah. it's not like he wasn't trying to re- replace Brady. But in the end, that was the thing that became his undoing yeah. in New England. The downfall, the he, detriment. He ran out of the, yeah, but I've got the next guy right, up. Right. Mac Jones served okay for a season, but that was it. Um, Tennessee, New England, Atlanta – the Chargers, the Raiders, Carolina, and who am I, who am I missing? Because there's seven now, right? You said Commanders? I did not. Thank you, Washington. You've got Belichick, Vrabel. Do you think that Pete Carroll's done coaching? Because I don't. I don't think so. I think he will want a, another opportunity somewhere. I think so, too. Yeah, I think he's – Um, it just it, – it, the whole thing seemed weird how it, how it went down. It doesn't feel like he's uh, – Pete Carroll is a is a he's the same age I believe as as uh, uh, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Yeah, they're both they're around 71, 72 71, years old. 71, 72, Yep. But he his energy is a, a little bit different than than what those guys display on the sidelines, and so I think he still has a lot left in him and wants to potentially wants to still coach. And if he does, do you see him fitting in in one of these open one of these Absolute, vacancies? Absolutely. But before we get to that, Belichick, Vrabel, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. Jim Harbaugh, okay. Brian Flores, mm-hmm. Ben Johnson. Let's just stop there for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. Ben Johnson is the hot name, is the hot coordinator because of what he's done with Jared Goff and, and the Lions. So he's there's always going to be the hot coordinator names. Right. That's typically all you get, though. This is Ben Johnson. Then let's go up to Brian Flores. Brian Flores was was one of the DCs in New England that won a Super Bowl. He's the one that shut down. That Rams offense with Jared Goff. Did you put Dan Quinn on there? I did not. Thank Let's you. put him on there. Dan Quinn. So Flores won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator. Got the shaft in Miami. He definitely did. Completely turned around a Minnesota Vikings defense that had virtually the same group the year of the year prior. That was terrible. So you, so we got a Super Bowl winning coordinator. Dan Quinn won a Super Bowl with Pete Carroll in mm-hmm. Seattle. Almost won it against Belichick. In that twenty-eight to three Super Bowl, Harbaugh has won everywhere he's got. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Just won a national championship. Carroll, Super Bowl winner. Vrabel, incredibly well respected, and Belichick. This might be the best coaching cycle in terms of resume, yeah, that I've ever seen. I, I agree. I mean, you got well, two of the guys are. Super Bowl champions on that list, so that that helps add to the list. And then you get Ben Johnson, who for the Detroit Lions, what they've done offensively has been outstanding. 
Um, that's a he, he's done a really good job. And when I'm looking at it, I guess it always also depends on where you end up because as great as you can be, it's a lot easier when you have Amon Ross St. Brown, when you have Jameer Gibbs, when you have David Montgomery and Jameson right. Williams and Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta and, and Jared Goff is your quarterback. If you don't have that in, if you don't have that in the place where you're going, you're not going to look as good. Now, Tennessee is is probably lacking some of that. Maybe the Raiders have that minus the quarterback. Oof. You got you got Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams and you got I don't know what the hell is wrong with Josh Jacobs. I, I don't know what and he was might wrong be with him. yeah I and mean, he might be done now. I haven't heard Hunter Renfro's name in two or three years. It feels he, like they paid him and <laughs> he disappeared. He disappeared. Yeah. So that's a place. Carolina not great offensively. If you're an offensive coordinator, you want to go to a situation where you got guys that can play mm-hmm. and do the things that you want to do. That would probably be the Chargers, but that's going to be the team that I think every coach on this list is going to be looking to get to. And so what what's left is what you have to figure out. So six, or I'm sorry, seven openings. We just ran through seven names. Belichick, Vrabel, Carroll, Harbaugh, eight openings, Flores, Johnson, right? Quinn. What? Is it eight openings or is it seven? I have seven down. Tennessee. Washington, Tennessee, Seattle, Las Vegas, oh, Seattle. New England. Oh, you're right. Eight. Yeah. Carolina, L.A., Atlanta. What a, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Pete Carroll in New York with the Jets in that defense. You ready to fire Robert Sala? Yeah. Why? He, you know what's funny? He was fired by the Jets in the 90s. You think he'd go Pete back? Carroll? Yeah. I don't Try know. and rectify what happened in the past? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, they got a, they got a solid defense. You have Aaron Rodgers. We knew what he did with the Legion of Boom. That would be an interesting fit. Like, hey, he's got the personality to be in New York. He, he we does. done, we done messed up, but Pete. We can't get back rid in the of 90s. Sala. You yeah. can't just fire a guy. All right, let's 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 mix I mean, it. You can. I mean, they were terrible can. this year. <laughs> <laughs> they had the best. You I looked. I, I saw that they had the best defense and the literally worst offense in the league. Mm-hmm. The, that makes the, sense. The, that happens. All right, let's play matchmaker. All right, Dan Quinn. This one's easy, right? Where you got him? Seattle. Uh, okay. You want a Super Bowl there? I can do that. I I, I can I can go with that. <clears throat> Marshy, I like you that. You good with that? All right. It's going to be a collaborative effort. Okay, we're playing mat- matchmaker. Who gets Ben Johnson? It, it honestly, it feels like Washington, and that hurts my feelings because what about Eric Bieniemy? He's just he's. Does he stay on as the OC? He does. I don't know that he gets the head coaching job. Let me ask you this: Why not give Eric Bieniemy? You knew you were moving on from Ron Rivera. Yeah. Why not give him an opportunity mid-season? Like, what That's is a go- very good. What question. is going on? Yeah. It, this it took this man forever to get to, to this part to get yeah. to this point, and and all he did was go from an OC to an OC, right? Lateral move, and then did not have an opportunity. If you're Washington and you thought Eric Bieniemy could be a head coach, you could have gotten. I mean, Ron Ron Rivera was dead man walking yeah. in 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 October. Yeah, it was bad. So I wonder what's going on there, where they they did not see him as head coach material. Leads me to believe that they're moving on from that. Would be correct. All right, I think Ben Johnson would be a really good fit with the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. But you got to save that one for Jim Harbaugh if he's if we're doing this fictional. 
matchmaking. Not if Jim Harbaugh goes back to Michigan. Oh, which is now, you, which now is where he, you want him. Which is going, where you want him, Kerry. He's going back to Michigan. Well, where do you got Ben Johnson going? Are we overlooking that there might be a playoff team right now that ends up firing their head coach? Who? Hmm. Okay, let's run through this. Cleveland, no. Houston, no. Miami, no. Kansas City, no, unless Andy Reid retires. Mm. Uh, Pittsburgh, no. Imagine Ben Johnson with Kansas City's offense. That would be incredible. Yeah. If he, assuming he could do what he did. uh, Yeah, that would be. Uh, Buffalo, no. Green Bay, no. Dallas, probably not. If they Mm. lost to the seventh seed Green Bay Packers at home. Mm -hmm. McCarthy's old team. Yeah. Possibly. I know there's a lot of talk about Sirianni. There's no. been some there's been some nah. smoke, but there's but no, we, way, no right? way. No, Sirianni. Why? Because he went to the so. Super Bowl last year? Just they fired everybody's, Doug everybody's... Peterson a few years after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Doug got a little Doug a got little a little nutty. Physical, yeah. A little old <laughs> little nutty in Philly. All right, so we've got we've got nothing then. We got Quinn to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Quinn to Seattle. I'll give I Everybody's saying Vrabel to New England, which is that 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 could okay, be an obvious fit that too. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All right. The other the other name I would throw out there is Flores. To where? New England. He was a DC there. He won a Super Bowl there. I think you should stay with the Vikings. No, oh, of course. I know you, you should. I know you think that. What about, right. what about Flores to Atlanta? I love Flores to Atlanta. That would be a good fit. That's a good fit. All right, right Flores to Atlanta. Get some toughness for the first time in ever. <sighs> Um, how about Belichick to Washington? Mm. He's a okay. historian. Let's do that. He's a football historian. That is the same area that he like, you know, grew up. His yes. dad coaching. His dad, yes, exactly. You like that? I do like. That. You like that? I mean, you they like have that? they have a history for having good head coaches. He, like he respected Joe Gibbs ben to Johnson no other. Is going to Carolina. Oh, why would you do that to that wow. man? <laughs> I thought we had him with the chart. Okay, fine. Ben Johnson to Carolina. <laughs> Harbaugh to the Chargers. There you go. Okay. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Belichick to Washington. Flores to Atlanta. Uh, and now we got the Raiders and we have Tennessee. Who do we have? Who did you have for uh, How about Vrabel? How about Vrabel? Oh, no. We have, we have Vrabel, Vrabel to, to New, New England. England. Yeah. So, yeah, who so we Tennessee left and Las Vegas. I think the Vegas Raiders end up. Keeping Antonio Pierce, yeah, because the, remember when Rich Passaccia, when Rich Passaccia was there, mm-hmm. same thing happened. They made it to the playoffs. That guy, he had a good year. They elected to not go with him, which is probably like he's probably not a head coach, right? He's, he's uh, a special teams he's guy, not actually a good person either. And, but and that's Randy and Randy brings a Randy just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> Randy just uh, texted me and he brings up a good point too. If McCarthy were to get fired, Quinn obviously replaces yeah. him there. Yes. That, that would be the logical. I'm assuming that McCarthy doesn't get fired, and then Quinn. I, if you're Dallas, right? You 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 have wanted to get the most out of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You bring in a check. <laughs> You yes. might. He might. <laughs> he is available. Yeah, oh. Jerry absolutely does. He's looking for a Super Bowl. And he Bill's dealt with an interesting <laughs> no. owner before. <laughs> All right, let's finish this project. So who do we say for the Raiders? We just give Antonio, yeah, Antonio Pierce. Pierce. Perfect. Thanks. All right. So we need Tennessee. Tennessee is mm. going to get a no name. All right. Like one of these coordinators that is a hot name. Like Carolina's defensive coordinator, Evero, or... 
What about Baltimore's defensive Mike coordinator? Mike McDonald, that's perfect. Yeah. That's you that. You know what? That is perfect. Mm-hmm. There you go. Baltimore will go to the Super Bowl. Tennessee will bring in McDonald's, who's the D.C. guy. I like Perfect. That. Marsh. Nice job. That's why I'm here, baby. Okay. So our official, <laughs> the gaps. Our official predictions. Tennessee Titans hire McDonald, the D.C., from the Ravens. New England winds up with Mike Vrabel. Atlanta winds up with Brian Flores. The Chargers wind up with Harbaugh. The Raiders give Antonio Pierce mm-hmm. the full-time gig, remove the interim tag. Ben Johnson gets sacrificed in Carolina. <laughs> Belichick winds up with Washington and Dan Quinn with Seattle. So that would like mean it. Pete Carroll stays in Seattle then. We yeah. didn't give Pete Carroll an opportunity. Okay. Yep. Sorry, Pete. I gave down. him to the Jets. Pete Carroll back to the Jets. Jets apologize for firing him in the 90s. He goes back Get there. If that happens... I'm buying a uh, lottery ticket. That's a good call. That's a good call. What's trending is next to the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with What's Trending Now, brought to you by Goodwill. Donate a car and get tickets to the St. Louis Cardinals. Welcome back to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Kerry Davis, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, we haven't really talked about Dan Lanning going back to Oregon today. How about that? Kerry, you called this. Yeah, I, I, man, I, I just felt like this is a – I've talked to Dan about it, and he, he is a coach that truly loves where he is in Oregon, and he talked about how – you know, he, his story is amazing. He's from uh, the Kansas City side of Missouri and, and just – has worked his way up to where he is now and, and been in a lot of different stops. But Oregon is a place where I think he feels he can build a national champion. They, I, I asked you earlier if you knew this, that they, they actually have money trees out in Oregon. <laughs> they, they plant them. They grow uh, money on them. So the, the, the money is not a problem, clearly. So sure. Facilities. <laughs> facilities uniforms, being built every single day. Silver helmets. Yeah. They've got, got 100,000 uniform combinations. Like, who wouldn't want to play yeah. at the University of Oregon? So yeah, they, they do a really good job. You know, he had, he had actually some good success in the NFL mm-hmm. for a short period of time. But Chip Kelly probably just, I mean, hindsight being what it is, but he probably should just stay. He should have stayed there. Yeah, probably. I mean, he carved out just a great he program. Went to Philadelphia after he left. He went to, he Philly. Right to Philadelphia. Yep, he went to and Philly. And tried then, to bring a lot of the same things that they yep. did in Oregon, and I don't think the players took to it. It wor- well. well, it, it worked. Remember, that was Foles, Foles through the – that was the 26 touchdowns and two interceptions okay. year. Yeah. But then him and the GM clashed. Okay. Was it Roseman? Howie? I think it was Howie, Howie Roseman. Roseman. Yeah. They, they clashed over the, the roster and the yeah. personnel, and Kelly didn't love giving up a lot of the uh, control. Yeah. So he wound up in San Francisco, and they fired him after a year, and he's been at UCLA ever since. He's a good coach. Guys, a fan at the Lakers game hit a half-court shot, won $100,000. Do you guys think that you could do that in that type of setting? Or could you even do it in general? A half-court shot. Half-court shot. Got to make it $100,000. Yeah, I think so. I can make a half-court shot. I don't know how many times it's going to take me. That's the question, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's... I mean, it's, it's you would get lucky if you yeah. did it in that environment. But, yeah, yeah I think so. I think I'm... Anthony, you you might remember this being from uh, one of your 
one of your places that you grew up in yeah. Chicago. Uh, but the the fan that hit the million dollar three court or three fourths court shot in 1993. Do you remember I that? Remember I that. do. He hit, I absolutely hit the shot do. and then went yes. over to the 93 Bulls. They yeah. were giving him high fives. That yes. probably had to be the, one of the coolest moments yes. of his life. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That no one. That that was that was incredible. I I remember being a little kid watching right. that. Yeah. I, I watched every game on WGN growing up. I was a huge Bulls fan, so we yeah. got to see every single Michael Jordan game. I do remember that shot. That was pretty cool. And then the big news of the day, we talked about it earlier in the show. Dylan Carlson in an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bill Belichick. Dylan Carlson in an agreement with the cards uh, avoided arbitration, $2.35 million dollars. I mean, we talked about it earlier in the show, but like, what is his expectations for this year if he is the fourth outfielder? I, look, that's a fair question. I love what Jamie said. We tend to complicate this situation with Dylan mm-hmm. Carlson. We talk about, we can talk about splits and all of that, and the, even the injuries. What Jamie said is 100% correct. Show up to spring training, steal a job from somebody because you're the fourth outfielder right, right now. Right. Force force them to move Tommy Edmond to the infield and then worry about where they're going to play Gorman and Donovan and everybody else. Right? Gorman should be your everyday DH and you start there. You have an opportunity and I think it to, makes, to win a job. It makes your team better if Dylan Carlson is healthy, hitting, and playing center field. Yes. Because, I, again, I said earlier, I think he's the best center. I think he's the best outfielder, complete outfielder of all four of them. I, so, think, I think you were foolish when you said it then and eh, foolish now, Carrie. I but I love you she agrees. nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I ever agreed with you on that one. <laughs> Jamie agrees, right, Jamie? Yeah, oh yeah, Jamie agreed. He's Complete sure. outfielder. Absolutely. I feel like, yeah. you know, About, you, you got to prove something. Well. Now, his he's at his best when he is hitting doubles, getting on base. We've seen what he can do in the field. But, I mean, if you're getting that, like, 20-20 version of Dylan Carlson like you're you're looking pretty good yeah but like clean up for them in the wild card game that year yeah that's what I'm saying yeah I think the best version of him is when he's doing stuff you know like he's gotta do stuff he's hitting (laughs) he's fielding he's just there yeah he's healthy yeah he's the fourth outfielder be healthy be healthy at some point rookie of the year in 2021 fellas what are you guys talking about huh Okay. Mm-hmm. Marsh, you got anything else for us? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's do it. Bet the board next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you missed anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast available at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked about the Blues' new power play look. Uh, talked about Sonny Gray and whether or not we're minimizing that that signing and how good he can be. Yeah. Uh, Jamie gave his keys to victory uh, after being a bit of a jerk about it. <laughs> we had the gauntlet. Carey got his first win. In Gauntlet 3.0, talked to Chris Kerber, uh, who had some interesting stuff too on the Kevin Hayes situation, some of his his background in dealing with uh, teams and things like that, and talked about, of course, Bill Belichick, the big national news of the day. We played matchmaker for all the teams, the eight teams 
that need head coaches. So you can download the podcast, check it out. All right. Time for Bet the Board. Bet the Board. Four picks for your friends. It's time to bet the board with the fast lane. So if you took all of our four picks and parlayed them, you didn't do well yesterday. Yeah. If you faded us, then you cashed. <laughs> nice job. Yeah, over gopher for us. We had a couple great. of we, we were snake bitten. Eh, not great. No. So the current standings, Marsh, you have one point. I have one, yes. I, I have zero. Marsh one, carry two, Jamie two. So there's current stand standings. Kerry. Yes, sir. We already know that Jamie took the Canucks again. He loves the Canucks. It's his favorite team. Plus, plus 110 in <laughs> Pittsburgh tonight. So the Canucks are off the board. Uh, who would you like? I'm going to go uh, Damian Lillard over 24 and a half. Points? Points. Okay. There's minus 110 for that. All right. Who they got tonight? The, uh, Boston Celtics. Ah. It might be a matchup. It's in Milwaukee, right? It's in Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So you have Dame Lillard over, over 24 and a half points. And a half. Okay. Yep. Marsh. I'm going with the Blues team total, which is set at two and a half. I'm taking the over the last five games that the Blues have played the Rangers in. They have scored at least three goals. At least three goals. Now, they have not won all of these games, but they have scored at least three goals. So I'm taking the over minus or the over two and a half goals. Team any total. Of any of them coming on the power play, Marshy? Anthony, you're up next. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. I got the Panthers tonight. I got the Florida Panthers. They're at home against the LA Kings. The Panthers have won eight of their last 10 games. They're red hot. They've been excellent at home. They're only minus 140. So they just sneak into that odds line. I need a dub for my guy Chuck. So give me the Panthers at home, home favorite on the money line. To beat the LA Kings. There you go. By the way, Please. the Kings have not <laughs> won in their last five games. The Panthers have, and they've won more than that. The Panthers, in all five wins, these previous five wins, the spread of minus one and a half, they've covered it. We don't even want to do the spread. We. I'm just saying they for, can those, win by one, for those. They can win by two. They how can win the by four. Line, how, how is that the money line if, they, uh, if they've won eight and the Kings have lost five in a row? That's kind of that's close. They know something. The uh, it's one forty, right? yeah, one forty, yeah. Don't, bit. don't you say that? Should be higher, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what? Don't do that. Okay. I'm zero for three. I took the Canadians over two and a half goals last night. They scored two goals in the first period. Yeah, yeah. And, and by and the way, shut it down. Oh no. Said we're good. I had the Flyers backup goaltender to make what was it like twenty three saves? Yeah, they didn't even have twenty shots on net. They had nah. what seventeen or nineteen they shots? They took the something Blues like that. approach on yes. power plays and just didn't shoot. And yeah, they had two shots in the first period, both of which went in. Oh, I know. And I'm sure that's what made you upset because they could <laughs> not put the puck in the back of the net the rest of the game. One goal for two and a half periods. That's all you needed. <sighs> nah. Okay. What do we got for criticisms and compliments? Yeah, we got a criticism for you, Anthony, uh, from the text line saying that it's no surprise that someone from the Orange Reading Group did not fare so well on the ACT and had to take it three times. 
You know, here's the thing. If I had feelings, that would sting. Fortunately, I don't. So, joke's on you. I'm going to sleep just fine tonight. Oh, man. Thanks for listening. What else we got? Uh, you want to do our three stars of the day? Yeah, Let's absolutely. Here All we go. Right. Here we go. Three stars of the day here in the fast lane. <sighs> Thursday, January 11th. Anthony looking for his first yeah. appearance in the three stars. You're not going to get the third star, Anthony, because okay. the third hey, star fair. goes to the Cardinal hat guy that was at Ballpark <laughs> Village. <laughs> That was a submission from the Air Comfort Service text line. He got his wish. Yeah. It wasn't even a wish. He was demanding that we talk more Mm -hmm. Mizzou. Do this. We did it. So congratulations to Cardinal Hat Guy. And this is not like a guy with a Cardinal's hat. No, he had a hat that had a Cardinal on it. Yes, that's what we call him, Cardinal Hat Guy. So Yeah, he didn't have just the STL. He had the the, the actual bird. The actual bird bird on there. Yep. Not a real bird, but kind of. Well... Not sure. May have been at one time. I don't know. It was a stuffed bird. <laughs> Our second star of the day, John Tortorella. Yeah. For his, nice job. For his interview. Torts. Congratulations. And our first star of the day with a beautiful serenade for Bill Belichick. <laughs> Chandler Jones. That was really funny. Like and then that. when I found out it was Chandler Jones, even Made better. Even better. That was awesome. Like, that was really creative. That was good. Good for him. All right. We've got Blues hockey coming up right now. Blues Rangers pregame starting in about five minutes. The puck will drop at Enterprise Center around 7 o'clock. You'll hear from Alex Ferrario, Chris Kerber, Joey Vitale. Looking forward to the Blues pregame and, of course, the play-by-play tonight as the Blues look to take down the Rangers for Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh, Gary Davis, I'm Anthony Stalter. We appreciate everybody listening. See you. You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.